Friday night and we're in fucking Queens. It is Friday night and I'm in fucking Queens. Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? Live in Garage. I can't do it. I can't do a radio show. Will you please play the old sports song? My goal in life is to like break out of prison and open for Van Halen. There's a fridge full of this Welch's grape soda if anybody wants some. When I'm not picking on my gut, I'm listening to that's Midwest, fucking Europe, I don't give a fuck, get the fuck out, this is my show. I said O-R-I-A-M, that's my name from the other end. Hey everybody, this is Conan Neutron. No, you just suck on it. Fuck the audience. The What's your favorite radio station? Live from the barrage. Like a psycho Ooh. walks into this shit. Don't drink Seagram's Escapes. One pound feet, it's gonna ever keep me down. Live. From the barrage. I saw the Grateful Dead twice. You are listening to Live from the Barrage. For some reason, this reminds me of when Slim Goodbody came to my grade school. You are full of shit. Let me do my show, for Christ's sake! I have a great story. Makes sense to me. <laughs> What's wrong with you, Beaver? John Hulan, I want to give you a hug. Oh, that's nice. I much prefer that to F you. Yeah, it's a much, that's a nice edit. Not the fan of the F you. polite edit. <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> 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 Oh shit already. <laughs> <laughs> oh don't get me started on sandwiches. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome back to Live from the Garage here on Radio Nope. Thank you everyone. Uh um thank you Tree Voigt and your tremendous show. It's, it, it's it, my uh, MSR video. John Cougar Mellon can't pay ASMR. It's the sound of me sucking on a chili dog. You were totally not masturbating. Every single ASMR broad is like, it's not sexual. And, you know, come on. Let's face facts here. You're sucking on a chili dog outside the goddamn tasting piece. Doesn't everybody put chili in their junk? She's like, yeah, don't fap to this. Make them, make them fap to this, fap to this. Make them, make them, make them. Uh, as I suck on a microphone. <laughs> Don't you dare. Exactly. Stop it. Stop it. I'm trying to fall asleep. Put it away. Exactly. This, is a, this is a serious video of me whispering. Get out of here. That's why you're, uh, you know, the, the, your YouTube, uh, you know, the what do you call that? The freeze frame or the, or the uh, title, whatever, the picture you see of the video. Oh, what do you a call name that? for that? It's like nil. Yeah. yeah. It's always yeah. like. The picture's not in the in the actual video. It's always like boobs. You yeah, know? it's a and crop top. And it's full. <laughs> you're full of shit. We know what you're doing. All right, you just want views, views, baby, hits, baby. We got it. And thank you. We're back here on Radio Nope live from the Broad. Uh, we thank Tree Voight, and uh, don't forget to stick around for the uh, tuna fish show and all that shit. All that good shit, whatever that is. Hey. We're happy uh, today to welcome Josh Davis of If I Had a High Five Fan. Oh, oh, hello, buddy, buddy. Hello, hello. He's, he's from the great state of Wyoming, I believe. <laughs> yes, the squarest of the states. W state fantastic. Right. Oh, Tombstone is there or something? Hey. Yeah. No, uh, Wisconsin. Yes. Uh, Josh is a great guy. He's also the uh, co-host of Conan Neutron's Protonic Reversal on uh, Radio Nope, which you could hear when? Thursday nights? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Thursday nights, uh, 7 o'clock Central, 8 o'clock Eastern. Right Right about the same time as this show, except a different night. Right. Right right here on Radio Nope. Right here only on Radio Nope. And iTunes, I guess, if you want to hear the podcast and stuff. You guys, uh, I'm I'm glad to hear your voice on that show. It's fun. You just had Falco, a future to the left, and uh, 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 McCluskey on again. Yeah, that was a damn good time. It's got to be fun, isn't it? It's a good time doing the show with Conan. Yeah, it's fun. I'm glad to, like, I kind of take a little bit of the Ed Ed McMahon role over there, so I'm just kind of... right. 
<laughs> yes, you're correct. <laughs> and just uh, interjecting every now and again, but uh, I'm glad to. Uh, Did Conan pull out? you aside and he's like, "Listen, I'm the host. Oh, you only can interject. Don't step over me." No, he's only pulled that once. <laughs> I, sh- I shushed him on his show, and he actually was like, "Do you oh. shush me on my oh, show?" Oh, that's that's fighting. Yeah, I felt know. I felt bad. Yeah. I felt bad. He only pulled this once. What are you in the hey, library? Don't, <laughs> don't, don't shush me on my show. Hey, hey. I don't like that. We're happy to have the wizard. <laughs> I don't like to be shushed, mm. Ed. <laughs> I'm going to play my drums. <laughs> yeah, here's a Falco, a future left. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a lightsaber cocksucking blue. <laughs> Coming at you. I don't like to be shushed. <laughs> don't come, shush me. Come on, Rick. I'm a magician. <laughs> uh, Conan was nice it's, enough to send me everywhere. the great Konak. The great Konak. <laughs> oh, there you go. Ooh, I have in my hands here a, a seven inch from a porch. Well, <laughs> the envelope, <laughs> envelope, envelope to my head. Limited seven-inch series. That's right. We got limited Ryan, Pat, and Peter here. Also, Conan was nice enough to send me uh, two seven-inch records of Conan Neutron and the Secret Friends, which, uh, of course, uh, there's one a month comes out. Test pressing. It's uh, Conan. It's his band on one side and uh, some other band on the uh, on the other side. Different band every every month. So he was, these are nice packages. Yeah. I'll pass that it's around. There, pass them around. <laughs> They're lovely. So and thank you for that, that, Conan. If you're listening. When we get to it, I actually, uh, the, when we get to the rally track, which I believe is uh, September, is supposed to come out, I actually recorded uh, that myself. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, nice. I'm going to read the personal note. You recorded it in your, house, in your home? Read the in, dead in, I recorded it in their rehearsal space. Mm-hmm. Brought, brought my Tascam 4 track over. Just you by, by yourself? Yeah. Yes. I got this, guys. Hold on. <laughs> I got it. I got it. <laughs> Are you excited to be on a, uh, is, it, is it cool to like, I know you guys have made records before, but like you could do something by yourself and you're like, shit, that's on wax now. It's it's actually really cool to realize, like, because when Conan and I were talking about it, so yeah, it's just going to say recorded by Josh Davis, mastered by Bob Weston. Ooh, like, ooh, Westron. That's a weird fucking thing. And a cool thing. <laughs> that is weird. Yeah. Like, cool. that's, no it's, ready for does, that. Now, how does that work? Does, is that your choice or is Conan like, oh, we're just going to, so we're mastering Bob. everything through Bob, uh, oh, Conan, the whole record? You know, yeah, Conan was doing everything through oh, Bob. Cool. He's cutting all the lackers. As what, he did he hit the lottery or something? What the hell is going on there? To Milwaukee, yeah, it's cheap living up there. <laughs> Is it? What's a one-bedroom apartment in Milwaukee, Josh Davis? Depends on where you're looking. <laughs> pets? What do you got? Oh, smoking? pets. Uh, pets is alright. Smoke? No smoking. No, no. No smoking. Are no they... drinking. No parking? Smoking. Can I park off, side, off the street? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Where, where do you want to live in Milwaukee? That's the question. Well, uh, you, on, the common oh. district. Underneath <laughs> the Fonstead. Uh, no, you really. It depends. Uh, most people are actually moving south. Uh oh. Uh, previous guests of the show, uh, DJ and Dixie, uh, when they were looking for a house, they ended up moving further south uh, to the suburbs down there. And that play, that's the, you know it's getting hip down there. It's kind of uh, 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 people move move you know out and down and around. And like Bayview used to be the the cheap cool spot, and now Cudahy's maybe used be to the be the cool hat spot. district. Yeah, <laughs> Haber- all the haberdashers used to be there. <laughs> and we were talking about this. Then the artists move in. There's a place, a new, <laughs> new uh, place on the east side. It's like a block of apartments where the, you know, the, the young professionals work. And uh, oh there's this whole thing where like, hey, your, your, your dinner table turns into your bed. Like, yeah, it's a fucking Murphy bed. I get it. Yeah, right. We all get this. <laughs> well, no, like, it's uh, going to be great. You it's can eat dinner thing. and then go to sleep. Yeah. But it's like fucking twelve fifty for like a one bedroom. That's like wow. an, like an artist loft wow. or something like that. See, that's no, not that. That's like, not bad. Well, uh, for you guys, <laughs> the, the, the Murphy bed is the cinematic equivalent of furniture failure. Like <laughs> as soon as you see a Murphy bed in a film, you're gonna be like, oh, this guy's a loser. I, I, I when I see it, I go, there's gonna be some hijinks here. <laughs> <laughs> Bounce uh, yes. back up. 
It's because you only watch Three Stooges. Oh, is that why? Wow. Hey, Mo. Hey, Mo, you put too much sense on the tree. Hey, Mo. Let's eat dinner and go to sleep. <laughs> trying to get some sleep here. Quiet, hey. porcupine. Hey, you hard-ons. I need this socialite's box of fucking bubble gum. He's trying to sleep in my Murphy bed. <laughs> it's worst Larry Fine accent ever. Hey, what's the big idea? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you idiot. Sleep in that bed. Hey, you nitwit. Let's ask the Maha. Quiet down, numbskull. <laughs> Broadcasting. Oh, Maha. Uh-huh. Well, welcome back to Life in the Garage. Yeah. Radio. Yeah, We're very well. excited. We have a big show. Big, big, big. <laughs> big show today, Paul. Um, we have, uh, believe it or not, <laughs> in the, at the 830, in about 20 minutes, we'll be talking to, uh, hopefully, we'll talk, I should check the phones, make sure they're working. Talking to Andrew C. You want me to call in? Hollister, or Hollister. I'll ask him how to pronounce his name when he gets on the uh, There you go. That's, a, that's our opening question. It's spelled like, uh, you know, the, the store. So uh, he is a, Go the, he's got a big announcement. Oh, he just sure. uh, is announcing that he's running for a lieutenant governor of New York State. You just stole his hey, big yeah. announcement. <laughs> well, I, uh, damn it. Spoilers. You Spoilers, could run. John. Oh! Big announcement. So, uh, but, uh, you know, he already announced it on Twitter. So I'm not uh, telling any worldwide. tales out of school here. He's running with a guy named Larry Sharp, who... Um, is running for governor hey. against uh, hey. against that nitwit Cuomo. <laughs> so they're the libertarian candidates. So it'll be interesting to talk to those guys and see what's going on and whether or not they uh, wear motorcycle helmets <laughs> with the spikes <laughs> with the spikes on them. And believe it or not, after that, at the nine o'clock p.m. Eastern hour, we're going to have. You guys believe this? Strap in, man. I cannot it? believe it. Buckle up, Kenny Aronoff. Unreal. That's crazy. Yes, <laughs> congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. This is gonna be the second uh drum uh, legend that I've spoken with. Yeah, this week. We've had this twenty week. drum legends on the show already. This week I'm this talking week. about. Oh yeah, yeah. thanks for getting Carmine in, by the way. Yeah. Good job. No. <laughs> and you can't he's, mix business with the He's the radio outside show. of my car right Gene now. Gene Krupa. <laughs> you have Car- wants, you have Carmine want, Apathy yeah, outside of He wants to make sure it's cool before he comes <laughs> in. Keeping it warm. <laughs> Kenny Aronov. Keep it warm. <laughs> for those of you not in the know, um, was the drummer for John Cougar Mellencamp for many years. He's Who played else? on all of your favorite albums. Who else? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Is that all? Exactly, yeah. Break oh, out the Rolodex. Yeah, hit that button. Bobby Dylan. Uh-huh. Well, he's played with uh, John Mellencamp. Should, he, should we play played or not played? That's <laughs> yeah. You want me to answer the question? Or you... <laughs> he's played with Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr, The Rolling Stones, Lady Gaga, Bruno Mars, Sting, Bob Dylan, Bruce Springsteen, Bob Seger, David Grohl, Elton John, Eltron John, Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, John Bon Jovi, Stephen Tyler, The Smashing Pumpkins, Meatloaf, Phoebe King, Rod Stewart, John Fogarty, Alice Cooper, and Leonard Skinner. And the Bodines. He and drum- some band called Miscellaneous. I don't know who they are. But that's that's, the, that's the Bodines. Here. He drummed for Ringo. Yeah, uh, Rolling Stone voted him one of the greatest drummers of all time, 66 out of 100. I think that's a little low. Nice. Uh, I concur. And uh, we love talking drums on this show. I don't give a crap if you don't like <laughs> drums or not, because that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be doing paradiddles and flams, and you we're can stick narrow it up casting, your baby. Yeah. <laughs> Our favorite thing about Kenny, he's a New York dude, or he's, so uh, that's where he's from. We're going to talk to him about that and all we'll that stuff. Out, find out how deep his snares run. I like this kind of pizza that you like. Yeah, oh, hey, we could go Bronx. Hey, slice. Corner slice. Bronx pizza. Let me write that down. Give me a grandma. <laughs> Take notes. That's good. Yeah, I got a lot of things yeah, going on. List. You got a fried Diablo? <laughs> fried Diablo. Uh-oh. I'm very excited oh, to have Kenny on. Uh, Caller, you're on the air. Oh, uh, hello? Hello? Caller? You're on the air. Can't hear you, sir or ma'am. Hello. Turn over your radio. Turn, 
Throw your radio out the window. Mike and Westchester. Start over. There we go. That's our first disaster. Hey, all right. Live radio. Hey. I need a call screener. Without a net. He must have fell asleep while he was on hold. (laughs) This is everything I wanted out of the barrage so far. (laughs) You're 10 minutes in. (laughs) Uh, I heard a rumor that, Josh, that if I had a hi-fi, is booked recording time. Are you ready to Uh record? That is a fact. We have booked studio time. Are we ready to record? We better fucking be ready. <laughs> I, I I think we are. I think we've uh, we've 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 put together an album's worth of material finally after oh, what six seven fucking years. Something That's how like long that. it's yeah. been. Yeah, really. Well, we, Holy we took, God. We took we took three years off. A little of hiatus. Well, yeah, and uh, and then we started up again, and then we had to remember how to practice and <laughs> work it into our adult lives. Which yeah, it's tough. Tap the battle, man. Tougher as it goes <laughs> on. Huh? But I think we got uh, yeah, we got a, we got a forty five minutes worth of uh, club jam. Nobody has kids in that band, right? No. So, you know, what are you, you complaining about? <laughs> You're telling me I'm the, I'm the single one. I don't even fucking know, man. I got all the time in the world. <laughs> well, I know. Is, uh, it's D- yours. DJ plays uh, ACDC songs on the ride symbol, so I, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what yes, do you think of that? Uh, it's it's a bold choice. I was horrified. Horrified when I saw that. <laughs> yeah. I, I know he likes, he likes to take liberties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's one liberty you don't take. <laughs> Angus Young will come back there and smack your punch, punch your draw loose. Young. Angus Young's the least of your worries. <laughs> Phil Rudd will come after you. Oh, shit. You don't want Phil Rudd after you. No. He's a murderer or something, thing. allegedly. <laughs> the Aussie OJ. Oh, I don't want to get I mean, sued for libel yeah, by exactly. some Australian cool. nitwit. This is the band that wrote Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. Is all Here I'm we saying. go. Pick it up. Caller, you're on the air. Hello. You're going to get sentenced Hello. for wearing a wig. Oof. Hello. Oh, oh, there we go. Going on. I can't hear anybody. <laughs> All right. Well, I can hear but you I'm, now. I'm just going to keep talking. Go sure. Hey, uh, yeah. Stephen Foley. Yeah. What's up, Stephen? Shouts to the barrage <laughs> for updating the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, keeping a a lonely guy entertained while he's out on the road. You're welcome. I'm oh, a very bless. I'm a very busy man. So, Everyone can blow it out their end. <laughs> Busy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Little Steven there. out there on the road with um, some choochy van. Exactly. Know. Yeah. The r- having fun. Yeah. The road. Shouldn't be calling on the road. Pete knows. Pete's got his finger on the pulse of music. Who's a who's a screaming. solely on the screaming, screaming females? females. Yeah. yeah, he's like the, the one re- and only tour yeah. manager or something. Yeah. yeah. Sweet gig. I heard it pays very handsomely. <laughs> Where are they playing tonight? It pays in weed. Who knows? Probably Ohio or some bullshit like that. <laughs> Go see Screaming Females on tour yeah. now. Fresno. As uh, Sully is lonely because I haven't updated the podcast at all, but I'll get to it. Thank why you. you. Give that, why don't you give that to me, John? I'll take some work yeah. off your hands. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on my shoulders. Pat, you got enough on your plate, man. <laughs> I, was about, I was getting a drink, but I want to tell you that we had uh, we had uh, Screaming Females guitarists, uh, Marissa Paternuster, I think is her name, on uh, on on Pertonic Reversal, and she's a fucking delight. Ah, super nice. cool, super yeah, fun. I like that band. Yeah, they're good. They're heavy. They're heavy. They're heavy. They Did you ever see them live, Pete? Multiple times. Yeah. Multiple. You paid for this? Yes. Yeah. Gladly. Interesting. Yeah. I'm amused by the fact that she maintains that she doesn't play leads. Right. They gotta play leads. No, they, like, they stretch out, man. Shit, yeah. you play all the leads. <laughs> it's fucking great. By the way, if you want the podcast up. Uploaded to the internet. <laughs> you nitwit. Go to Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com/slash/barrage. 
and throw a couple bucks in there, you cheap bastard. And by the way, we should shame Ryan into he, Brian has uh, not even donated. I owe you guys like three bucks a month. I, was, I pay more for you I, than the I, Times. I, you freaking scumbag! I'll send you a check. Send me a check. Like four bucks for the Times, like ten bucks for this your, bullshit. Put your credit card number in there, you <laughs> jerk. Still haven't gotten my trucker Stick hat. Take it in. Yeah, and Pat Walls too. While we're at it, probably. I, I paid directly to old man Neutron. <laughs> Where's my hoodie? <laughs> Listen, this, this is the last show, so no one's getting a hoodie. Yeah. Oh, good. I'll tell you that right About now. time. Yeah. Show I missed my Fridays. Over. Canceled. You miss your Fridays. Every Friday, Pete's chomping at the bit, sending me texts. Like, oh, yeah. Bored at work. Like, fuck it. You're bored in life. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> okay. Yeah, if you're hanging on me for excitement, you're. Oh, that's like, all I know. I'm. This fucking. is a real problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seek some help. Are hey, we doing the show this week? You need anything from the store? <laughs> My young pet. It's, no. it's like three o'clock. He's banging on the window. No. I'm it's good, time no. yet? No. It's, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. You can hear this show every Friday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time, by the way. Some show. Right here on Radio Bob. <laughs> Apparently, you can't hear it on, on iTunes. Don't call in. You can't yeah, hear it. Tune in live. I don't care. It's a live radio show. Do whatever you want. It happens to be ar- archived for podcasts. So, you know. Live your life. Yeah, eat, I don't care. Eat me. <laughs> eat me. care what you do. Jeez. That was the worst Tilda Swintron call in history. Oh, she's slipping. That might be the dumbest call of the year. Um, <laughs> speaking of Mike Francesca, he's coming back. He couldn't help himself. He's like Jay Can't Leno. That. He he quit, and he made this big deal about it. Now he's coming back. He's messing up everybody's schedule. Sounds like you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> who are they? Who are they booting? They're just sw- they're, they're switching people's schedules around. Like they cut an hour off of like Benigno and Roberts. Cut an hour off of these people, the new people. Oh, so he's doing a, he's doing a Jay Leno. He's they're coming back. Him in. Exactly between like three and six thirty. Uh, like he that. put his yeah. one line in his bathroom. Now it can broadcast directly from the toilet. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> I told you his his wife was getting sick of him. Mike and Yonkers, what's up, Mike? So he'll be uh, he'll be coming back. We're all looking forward to that. He's got good punch. He's a good player. He's a good fielder. I like I like him as a player. I really do. Um, no shit. Let's see. I'm not getting the Reds. Come up here. Kindred spirits. Kindred spirits. Go the way. You'll never hear this dead air from me, man. Both wear flip flops. How did we live without this guy? This is wor- God, this is worse than college radio. He's looking up things on his phone. He makes $20 million a year or something, allegedly. Fuck. Yeah, this is like an AMSR thing. Keep <laughs> <laughs> breathing. Let me find him here. Okay. This is, this, is what, this is what you can look forward to. Put my mic on. I'll get him. I, I can't find him right now. Mike Tony in the morning. In, Pencil- in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. What's up, Tony? <laughs> Transylvania. Yeah, Dracula in Transylvania. What's up, Drac? Hello, Mike. <laughs> uh, Dracula- I want to talk about the Yankees. Dra- Dracula in Transylvania? It's the Mink Man. Yeah. How do you feel about the Rangers rebuilding? <laughs> you want to talk to me about the World Cup? <laughs> the World Cup. 162 and 0. <laughs> Mike Piazza is the best homosexual <laughs> catcher in history. I've seen every World Cup. <laughs> Do you think Mike Mussini belongs in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. <laughs> Vlad Guerrero is my favorite player. Why is Sammy so white? I transform into a bat and fly to the pricey seats. <laughs> then I transform back. In the nosebleeds. And I eat popcorn. <laughs> and I blow my vuvuzela. 
taking too long, by the way. <laughs> no one gives two shits for soccer in your country. Manchester. It's you. called football, you asshole. <laughs> There you go. Finally. I should really, like, download that song. <laughs> I think we all want <laughs> I would totally listen to Dracula take over Francesca's show. Oh, fucking soul. Mike in Bethlehem. What's up, Mike? You're on the Fang. <laughs> W-F-N-F-A-N-G. The Fang. <laughs> Except that's him just hypnotizing everyone over there. (laughs) (laughs) My children. (laughs) The Giants made a big mistake in the draft. (laughs) When they drafted. They should have got a quarterback. (laughs) Tune in every... Yes, Mikey. Weekday, Monday to Friday, 3 to 6. I like the overnights. (laughs) After dark. (laughs) With JJ. Now here's the mink man. Now we're going to throw it to Elise Barker with the traffic. <laughs> this is a stupid show. Time and temperature. Can you hear me, Chopper 5? Casper mattresses. <laughs> Cars for kids. Amy Freeze. Oh. I used to think I couldn't cook. My pillow. I used to think I didn't have time. Did you say cars for kids? I specified no garlic. <laughs> Scars for kids. <laughs> you spot hero. Get Are you trying to kill me? Do you snore? David Vestchester, you're on the fang. Yonkers. 99 cent shave. <laughs> me undies. Why overpay for a blade? <laughs> when you get a cheap blade, you can draw blood. Gillette. Thank you. Uh, you can hear the show every week. Oh. <laughs> Give us money. Same time, same bad channel. Yeah. Yeah, now pay up. Yeah. Now pay up, yeah. you skin flint. Price, I'll send Tommy's dad to your house, suck your blood. I'm sleeping yeah. on a Murphy bed over here. That's the priceless fucking <laughs> entertainment you get every week. Yeah, that's right. Unless the show's not on. With apologies to Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> I got a hot plate in the Murphy bed. <laughs> Help me. I got a shot of whiskey here. I shouldn't drink that. No. no. Thank no. you for the bourbon yeah. there. Oh, you bet. Drinking. No, no, that's that's no. for everybody. You know, uh, Evan Williams oh, yeah? is a serviceable yeah. bourbon. He gets the job done. Yeah. I'm mixing, so it doesn't matter what the fuck it tastes like. Right. Ooh, what do you got, a Coke there? Oh, yeah. Diet yeah. Coke? Yep. Yeah. No, regular Coke. Nice. Regular Good Coke. man. What that Diet Coke stuff? To, it's poison. Yeah. Hey. I, need, I need a Diet Coke. <laughs> Half <laughs> a Splendor, please, in my car. I got to fuel this tank over here. I need a DC. You're going to ruin your glucose level. Your blood sugar Your will, be will spike. <laughs> Coagulate. <laughs> Only 10 calories. I will never drink this. <laughs> we should take the quickest break ever because we're going to be ha- we're not going to be able to take a break really. Oh, I mean, we're, we're going to talk through. We're going to talk to Andrew and then uh you know, uh, maybe take like a two-minute break, and then we'll be on right on with Kenny Aronoff. So maybe we should take a quick musical break. Oh, it's a power like episode. It's a power episode. So stay tuned for Live from the Barrage right after this, and we will not stop until the work is done. Thank you. I am dead. <laughs> Back after this, Mikey. It's the remix. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> You're stepping on the talk up thing. I don't know, I'm just so scared and lonely, all I have to 
That's right. Kiteless. Kiteless kiss. Endless boogie. Oh, here we go. So they finished playing. This is how you do time. this. Hello? Hi, Andrew? Hello? Uh-oh. Check my phone. Sir. Notes. Hello? Sir. Hello? Hi, Andrew? Hello? Can you hear me? Hello? Hi, can you hear me? Hello, can you hear me? Damn it. Shoot. Ooh, we got a problem. We got a problem, man. If this happens with Kenny Aronoff, uh, uh, this is going to be bad. Uh, no offense, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm trying to call him back. Uh-oh. Come on, please work. Come on, baby. I don't know what else to what's do the, with you. What's the issues? No, there's no issues. They're on or off. He's not hearing us. Yeah. Hi, Andrew? I don't know what else to do with you. Uh-oh. Can you hear me? Hello? Nope. Hi, can you hear me? Hello? Can you hear me? Hello, I can hear you fine. Can you hear me? Hello? Hi, can you hear me? Yes. Hello? Hi, can you hear me, Andrew? Check the mute. Yeah, Uh-oh. <laughs> We're experiencing technical difficulties. Well. 
Skype is a harsh mistress. I'm going to call him back. Uh, I'm waiting on uh, my producer to text me and see it, tell me what's wrong because it's either on or off. I mean, you know, I don't know. I understand. No, what's happening here? Yeah, so we got Sully eventually got through, so I can't tell you. But he, yeah, but he, he couldn't hear. He couldn't hear us though. Yeah. On mute, he's Isn't telling me. On mute, what? Mute this. Is Dave on the phone? What happened to those pictures I was supposed to on see? On mute, what? <laughs> I've been playing through this same channel the whole Coming time. Come out of the record. Can you play the record, please? Somebody's talking about something. I figured this out. <laughs> so, uh, you know, they do this to me all the time. <laughs> You need a landline. Yeah, I don't have one. I mean, come out of these fucking up-tempo records. <laughs> try, try calling him. Every time. Every time. They do this to me all the time. <laughs> don't call him. Don't call him. Every time. Hello. Hi, Andrew. Can you hear This is John from Live from the Brudge. Can you hear Hello? me? Hey, can you hear me? Oh, man. Jesus. Oh. What the heck's going on here? Hello. Hello. Hey, can you hear me? Turn your radio down, sir. Hello? Gosh darn it. This is bad. Oh, this is not good. No, that was Ryan, sound. call the show. All right. Unmute my Mac mic. What does that even mean? I'm Mac calling mic? the show. Yeah, I got a Pat, Mac. help me do that. I I'm calling Mac the show. Mic for you. <laughs> hey. hey. Ryan, Ryan, you're on the air. That's that was me. Oh, Pat. Oh, call, talk into the phone. I, I, I hung up. <sighs> I thought it was him calling back. Hold on. <laughs> Hey, live from the RG on the air. Hey, John. Hey, John. How you doing? Yeah, I hear you fine. Well, yeah, I hear you, but I'm right next to you. It's not me. Sit. Sit. Laptop mic. I don't know how to do that, Tom. Somebody help me. System preferences. Uh-oh. Hold on a second. So, all right. There you go. No, I hear you fine, Ryan. You hear me, but I don't hear you. Now I can. You don't hear me? Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, all right. So the microphone's uh, muted that's somewhere. That's all, okay. that's all, that's all right. We're going to figure this out in two right. seconds. Don't all worry right. about it, everybody. Oh, Christ, help me. <laughs> Please help me, everyone. Shoot me in the head. It was a little dog named Snuggles. <laughs> certainly, if I'm going to start again. He did cinnamon girl. <laughs> Fucking ponderous. The edge. I'm gonna restart Skype. That's a good, good idea. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. These guys are from England, and who gives a shit? He's not gonna win the election. Sorry, everybody. Now. Hey, calm down. You're costing the election. Names that don't mean diddly shit. The election. I'm sorry, Andrew. I'm gonna call you right back when I figure that out. This has never happened to me before. I swear. I'm trying to think of the other quotes from. <laughs> now I gotta go into a fucking dog dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's Andrew. Ho- Andrew's in the chat box laughing. Sorry. Uh, yeah. This is. <laughs> Yes, when we're a libertarian broadcast, we don't have any money. They do, th- they do this to me all the time. <laughs> do a dog dying in Portland. You know, and what happened to those pictures I was supposed to see? Is Don on the phone? Is that Don? No one's we on the Don phone. Don on the phone. I'm excited. You know, I tell him all the time. Like I'm trying to come out of a goddamn an uptempo record. Easy with the I'm cursing. Goddamn, this guy's a really a, de- guy. a, death, a dedication. death dedication. I say sabotage. Hey. So solely saying, who's Stu Nod now? Oh. <laughs> Yes. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. Was not was. Well, I don't know. I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> Who's student on now by was not was? Yeah, that's right. Ryan, please tell me you can hear me. I got talking. you. You can hear me talking. I got you. The phones are working. All right, the Thank phones you. are back on. Thank Andrew, you, please, please call back in, sir. I'm, I apologize. 
Gosh darn it. This Whoops. is why you need to yeah. some intern left the job. Right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we need money on Patreon. That's right. Patreon.com. We just lost barrage. our spout. We just lost our sponsors. Yeah, uh, say goodbye to there we go. Muffler there we go. Man. Fired. One more time. One more time. All right. Here we go. Let's try Stereo the, City. Let's try this again. Hey, 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 hey. Andrew, can you hear me? I can hear you. All yeah. right. That worked. Right. Sorry about that, man. This is a very professional program, obviously, that you, you could tell. Thanks so much for calling no, in. No, no, that's fine. Andrew, uh, is it Hollister or Hollister? Hollister. Hollister. Andrew Hollister is running for lieutenant governor of New York. I don't know if you wanted to make that announcement, but I just did it. So sorry about that. And yeah, no, no, that's fine. I, I, anybody that's willing to share the word, I appreciate it. Uh, Larry Sharp is his running mate, who is obviously, well, you're his running mate. I guess Larry Sharp running for governor against, uh, you know, Andrew Cuomo, uh, who's the incumbent here in New York. And it's very exciting. I was just reading your tweets, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll t- I'd like to talk to you for a little while, if you don't mind. Do you want to tell us a little about a little bit about the campaign and, like, uh, what, it, what it means? Andrew's from Rochester, by the way. Thank you. Sure, sure. So, um, uh, you know, I guess I don't really know where to start other than uh, – you know, we believe that there shouldn't just be a king ruling in Albany. I right? agree with that. Um, I'm no fan. Oh, sorry, I couldn't hear you. Say it again. I'm no Cuomo fan. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, a big part of our platform is returning power to the people, which is, uh, in effect, we want, uh, there's a saying that all politics is local, right? And in New York, that's just simply not the case. Yeah. What we have in New York is we've got somebody who sits in Albany and essentially makes royal decrees and it falls on your towns, your villages, and your counties. Um, So what we're trying to do is restore power to your local government, Uh um, eliminate things like unfunded mandates, and uh, give you the opportunity to have a say in your town, village, and county. What is a, can you explain to the audience, what's an unfunded mandate? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, the the analogy I like to use is those big blue I love New York signs, right? Yeah. So um, an unfunded mandate would be, say your county has, just for you know sake of the analogy, a million-dollar budget for this year. They collected their tax dollars. They did everything. Million-dollar budget. Um, in Albany, all of a sudden, somebody decides, you know what? Everybody in New York should love New York. And everybody who goes to every county in New York should know that everybody loves New York. So (laughs) what we're going to do is uh, we're going to make this mandate that every county needs to have a bright, big, blue, I love New York sign when you enter the county. But we're not going to pay for it. So let's say these signs cost $800,000 to put up because, you know, it's a non-competed for government contract. And, you know, somebody's getting paid way too much to put these signs up. So now your county has a mandate from Albany. They have to put up these signs, mm. and they have to use their money. Ugh. So what happened is they've effectively taken your budget, shrunk it down to 20%. So that, that's kind of the idea of an unfunded mandate. So yeah. what we want to do instead is say, no, you, you get all of your money. You decide what you're going to do with your money. Hey, some counties might decide, yeah, we want a big blue I love New York sign. Great. They can choose to buy that. But other counties might say, you know what? We we don't want an I love New York sign. We want a welcome to this county. This is what we've done there. This is what's cool, and this is what's cool about our county sign. Right, but you, you use, other, use this example, which is a very innocent 
kind of example, but it also applies to other things that maybe have real impact on people, like healthcare and stuff like that. I mean, you use that sign example as kind of like you know, it it everyone goes, oh yeah, we we agree with that. The sign things kind of BS, but then when it comes to like you know funding actual stuff, you know, the libertarian. Yeah, yeah, no, kind of no, thing. you're you're absolutely right, and that's that's the the wonderful thing about it is there are things important to you and there are things important to your community and you should have the opportunity to prioritize what's important to you and to your community. You know, something that, um, that Larry says all the time that he gets asked is, well, how do you know what's best for me in my County? Yeah. And, and his answer is, well, how do you know what's best for me in my County? No, the, the people in Albany don't know what's best for each individual community. And that's why we want to allow the communities to make that decision themselves. Does it make some you... communities? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, some communities, they're going to have a really, really high priority on like a certain type of health care or maybe child care or a combination of those two, depending on their population. Other counties that may not be as important, they'll still have it. Um, but they might have a higher priority on something else in their county that's more important to them. This is kind of like a uh, you know a states' rights as a county rights microcosm thing going on. No? You could say that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, what is it, what is your number one uh, issue? Do you think? Do you guys have one? Do you have a, a mandate that you know? What's the number um, one thing you want to change besides you know? Listen, I think pretty much everyone in New York who pays attention to politics knows Cuomo is like garbage and. Uh, <laughs> you know, he said he was going to sweep all this corruption out of Albany, and he's part of the problem. And you know, I mean, you know, no one likes him. But I, I but but they just people just he's going to. I mean, he, you, what do you? Cha- I, this is not. A, I'm really bad at asking questions. I shouldn't be a radio host. Why? You know, he's. What do you think your chances are? I mean, he's going to win just because people go, oh, Cuomo, the name recognition. They don't pay attention to the issues, and they just vote for. Yeah. So so that's a common problem that we have in New York. Um, but a, a big issue that we have is our voter turnout. So I think the highest a voter turnout has ever been in New York is about 30%. Yeah, that's dis- Which means that... Oh, go ahead. That's disgraceful. Yeah, yeah, it's awful. But one can't help but ask, why did 70% of the people stay home? Right. And, you know, one of the... There's, there's a lot of things. But to be honest... If there's not a candidate out there exciting enough to get somebody off the couch and they don't really feel strongly either way about any of the candidates, they're going to choose their couch because, well, their couch is comfortable. They have to leave their house to vote and maybe they're not really interested in anything. Are you guys doing anything actively to get people registered to vote? And uh, is that part of the, you know, the plan? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So we're, we're always trying to get people registered to vote. But we really want to focus on that 70 to 80 percent of the people that are registered to vote who haven't had something inspiring enough to get out to vote. Right. Well, so for me, oh, go ahead. So you, you, you think it's, there's a, there's an, uh, it's, it's apathy? Oh, absolutely. There, there's definitely apathy, but there's also this looming feeling of it won't make a difference. And that's what we need to change. Yeah, you got to change that. I always vote. That's for, you know, I, if you don't vote, I get I'm like, I get mad at the person who doesn't vote. <laughs> <laughs> now you're a young guy. You're only thirty years old, right? Uh, I'm I'm twenty nine. I'll be 29. thirty in time uh, to meet the New York State requirement. Right. And as what are the duties of lieutenant governor? Like, what do you, what would you what would be your day to day if you were elected? 
So a lot of what I'm going to do is is try to drive policy and really push for the changes that people elected me for. So I'd be meeting with legislators um, and basically helping further um, a, a lot of the policy and stuff like that. Um, I believe that the lieutenant governor can also um, step in for certain uh, votes if there's a tie and things like that. I'm, I'm not exactly sure how that piece of it works. Yeah. Um, but really well be there is there's going to be a ton of work to do. I mean, you look at what's going on in New York, and there's so many things where people say, man, if only we could reset the system, if only we could do this, if only we could do that. And uh, it's going to be a ton of work. Well, you guys got your work, so, work cut out for you because not only do you have to fight Cuomo, who's the incumbent, this you know, and the, that whole machine, you have to fight, I guess, uh, uh, whatever Republican they're going to run. You guys are against that. Uh, you know, you guys are going to have to fight that too because upstate is, you know, if you ride around upstate New York, you'll see that they they do not like Democrats too much. And this is the bulk of the the geography of New York State would be like you know yeah even trump and, and bernie in the primary it's all his color ups and then the eight million people down here where we are who vote blue you guys uh you guys have a kind of an uphill battle here you got to fight both parties see see i don't look at it that way because we we have so many things that we agree on on both paths mm-hmm. and with both parties and not only that both parties are upset with themselves Right. Are you so afraid? there's a lot of disenfranchised people on the left, a lot of disenfranchised people on the right, and people looking for candidates that are middle of the road. Are you afraid of getting pigeonholed as, ah, these guys are libertarian candidates? Because, like, I see a lot of this uh, going on, too. Like, uh, the, uh, the websites don't really mention, like, a, a party affiliation. Is That's purposeful. So, like, let, let's talk about ideas instead of, like, oh, you're a libertarian, you're a Democrat, you're a Republican. Yeah, so what we try to do is talk with people and and just put the platform out there. And 90% of the time, people agree with it, and then they don't really care what party you're coming from. Yeah. Will you... So... If you don't... Well, you guys, do you have the... Assuming you'll have the nomination. If you had to vote and you weren't in, like... All right, say somebody's holding a gun to your head, you have to vote for Cynthia Nixon or, or Andrew Cuomo. Do you, do you jump off the Tappan Zee Bridge, or uh, do you, what do you do? The Mario Cuomo Bridge. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing about these signs. You change the name to the Mario Cuomo Bridge, that's another million dollars in signs you got to pay for. No one knows what the Mario Cuomo Bridge is. I take the Tappan Zee. It's jobs, baby. So, uh, so I, I don't know if you guys actually heard about um, our, our plan for naming rights on bridges and infrastructure. Oh, I'd love to hear um, it's, it's a nice little segue. So we, we have all this infrastructure. It's crumbling across New York, and we're trying to figure out which part of our aristocracy we're going to name our bridges after. Yeah. <clears throat> so instead, what we would like to do is find ways to raise revenue without increasing tax dollars. Mm-hmm. One of the ways we'd like to do that is by selling naming rights to bridges and roads to uh, in the form of advertising. The Gillette So think of Verizon. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, yeah. Wells Fargo. Yeah, so <laughs> the Dollar Shave Club Thruway. <laughs> the yes, 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 exactly. Yep, yep. Ex- yeah, and I was part of the man. agreement would be that not only do they pay for the naming rights, because they're already paying billions of dollars a year for advertising, but they it would also be their responsibility to cover the maintenance for the road that they're advertising on. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's like it's off the highway, right? <laughs> Dollar shit. Yeah, that's the highway, except they, they're going to fill the potholes. And here's the thing. 
Verizon, Staples, AT&T, Dollar Shave Club, they're not going to just be passing these jobs on to their buddies. They're going to be looking for somebody to do it right and at the right price and efficiently because, you know, it it could go one of two ways. Oh, man, I love driving on the Verizon bridge. You know, it's so nice. Or, man, the Verizon bridge is just full of potholes. And you then, know, and that and that's what gets tied to their name. So they'll do really good upkeep on it. Right. I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So there's, a, you know, the, the, the bios. Yeah. If, yeah. Nobody wants the bad press attached to the name. So you better keep the bridge in good shape. Well, it's an interesting idea. The Mets stadium is City Field, and when they suck, uh, you don't exactly see people running away from that company. You know? Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> how 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 much of a free market believer are you? Are you like whole? Are you all in? Free market decides everything. Do you have any progressive kind of um, uh, stances that pe- that would surprise people? Um, I, you know, I think that I just have unique ideas that surprise people. So not necessarily, um, you know, progressive or regressive or anything like that. But, you know, I, I think, for example, if we're talking about the free market here, um, the only way that's going to work is with complete transparency. Right. So so you have the free market, you and and a lot of people talk about eliminating regulations. And eliminating regulations can be a really good thing as long as you replace those regulations with standards. So for example, um, if you want to talk about the food industry, there are already standards in place and people are purchasing based on those standards. I'm sure you guys have heard of this thing, it's caught on a lot lately. Um, it's called organic. Yeah. And, you know, that that's not a regulation. That That's a standard. And there's, I think, three or four different organizations that have organic standards. And uh, different food is marketed and labeled with those different organic standards. And and people buy that stuff, and, and they pay top dollar for it. Yeah. There's there's no reason that we can't do the same thing with other things. Well, I'll I'll, um, I'll posit but, you this: if you took away regulations, do you think that um I mean you live upstate where it's upstate New York is beautiful and everything? Do you think that the, the, some oil company is going to go? You know, people are just going to stop buying our oil if we don't if we if we if we're not if we're allowed to dump this stuff in 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 Andrews Lake, you know? Well, and and that goes right back to giving the authority to the counties and the local government, right? Because it's no longer somebody in Albany saying, yeah, it's okay to dump in this lake. No, it's the people that enjoy that link. Mm. They're going to say, oh, absolutely not. You don't think there should be anything in my lake. Any kind of government oversight on, uh, you know, uh, uh, dumping bad things in lakes as, as an outdoorsman, which I know you are, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm not saying no regulations because there, there's definitely going to be regulations. There definitely needs to be regulations. Um, but what I'm saying is, we have so many in New York that it makes it very difficult for businesses to operate. Yeah, and you know, we really need to evaluate what we have. So, absolutely, we still have to protect what we have here in New York, and and we're not going to create a free for all. But I think that a lot of regulations that we have that are not so, you know, somebody lobbied for this, this and that, you know, a lot of times I think that can be replaced with standards and that, that is non-bind- like a, non-binding standards are standards non-binding or are they just a, the free market decides how many fish you could take out of the lake and some guy takes, you know, 6,000 tra- brook trout out, out, of, out of the river and uh, you just got to hope it self polices. You trust that? 
Um, well, you know, I, I guess, um, let, let me take a step back, you know, talking about like environmental, like, okay, hunting, fishing, stuff like that. Um, I, I don't know that we would make any changes, at least not right away to like Department of Environmental Conservation, hunting and fishing licensing, things like that. Yeah. Um, we're talking more along the lines of like businesses and I'll, I'll give you an example of regulations or, or licensing that, uh, we would like to see change. And that is if you would ask your friend to do it, then it shouldn't require a license. Right. So (laughs) would you ask your friend to walk your dog? Would you ask your friend to braid your hair? Would you ask your friend to do your nails? You know, those sort of things we, we shouldn't be giving overbearing regulations on, um, removing your kidney Mm, yeah, you I need a license know. and, you know, some oversight there. I understand what you're saying. I, I don't know if there's really a regulation on hair braiding. But I think that, that legislation died in the House. I want my friend to put the siding on. I want him to know what he's doing. Like, I mean, how many how many illegal fish do you have in your trunk right now is what I'm asking. Of, of your Ford. How many what? How many illegal brook trout are in your, the back of your Ford? Oh, <laughs> I agree with some libertarian things. Like, listen, I mean, I shouldn't have to wear a uh, goddamn gosh darn motorcycle helmet, or you know. I, but I, yeah, you know, you if should. I you if should, I homie. if I want to throw a, a rock at a bald eagle, I think a cop should show up and be like, you know, you're, don't do that. Yeah, well, Thank the you. Libertarian Party does have have a a, a policy called a non aggression policy, right? Uh-huh. Which is, um, you if what you're doing doesn't negatively impact another person or their property then then it should be generally okay um so yeah you know we're talking violence or aggression here that's a different story but if we're talking walking somebody's dog doing somebody's nails you know the I don't government think those are the issues that need new to be york, involved with that i don't think uh new york uh, voters are, are concerned with the uh the nails and the braids thing though to, you know uh, how yeah, about, well, how about, up here, uh, you know, I don't up need here to... it's a thing, you know. What? So oh. you know, maybe in New York, um, oh. you know, I'm I'm from upstate, so we we obviously, you know, we're going to have some different issues. But once again, that's why we want to bring things local, so that people who live in their community can make those decisions. What is your stand on? What is a uh, the Larry Sharp Hollister stand on fracking? Uh, that is a really good question. Um, I have no answer for that and the reason i have no answer on that is because i haven't actually talked with larry on that right. have I you ever talked to larry at all <laughs> okay because <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know that's an issue i would bring up with larry next time you see him because you know new york upstate new york that, that's going to be a kind of an issue maybe if you are crap not crap is a property tax <laughs> is property tax is it is it is it horse crap or what do you what do you think Sorry, you you cut out for that that last maybe five seconds. Do you what do you think about property taxes? Do you hate them, and you think it should be abolished? Well, I I think that everybody hates property taxes. I, I haven't met too many people that are like, oh my goodness, yeah, no, I love my property taxes. In fact, I hope they go up. Right. Um, yeah, well, so <laughs> it's kind of nice to have so the school what, down the block, though. Whoops, you know, I mean, yeah, instead of a shack. No, there's no regulation on the school. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> What so, about the? What about so the what, de- yeah. Go ahead. What, I'm sorry. I, I gotta. I gotta like go quick here. What about the death penalty? A vault for every vote. The, sorry, you're you're breaking out again. Uh, what about the death penalty? Where do you guys stand on that? Have you uh, 
Have you formed a... That, uh, that we haven't talked about, but I can talk about taxes. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> if, if, if you want. So, so with taxes, we're, we're actually not going to make a move to lower any taxes right away. And instead, what we're going to do yeah. is work on cutting spending. Right. Um, New York has a huge, huge budget issue. We have so much debt. There's only one other state in the nation that has more debt than us. And you guys can probably guess it's California. Yeah, it's a big state. So, yeah, so we're 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 doing really bad. So our our first thing, and a lot of people think, oh, libertarians, there's going to be no taxes. Um, no, we we have some things that we need to get under control first, and that's our spending and our debt. Right. Um, what would you? Larry cut, does have a plan. What would, what would you? What would you guys cut out of the spending budget? What would be the first thing to cut? Uh, anything and everything's going to be on the table. We're going to review every single thing, everything, and look for inefficiencies. Everything. Holy vague. What about now? Like, not to say <laughs> not to say that everything's going to get cut, but we're going to look at everything and see if it can be optimized, if it can be made efficient. Is there a privatization option that will be better for the state or not? You know, so we're we're going to take a look at each thing. Right. No matter how damaging it may be to you know, I mean, you know, you, are you so local, man? You no, know, I, you know, I don't mean to be a, you know, contrarian, contrarian, or uh, you know, but I mean, I don't know. I'm voting for you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Telling <him> uh, <laughs> he can't vote. No, once, once again, you know, we're we're not looking to. No, I'm not. I'm New not York is my home, right? I'm I'm running because I plan on starting a family here. Yeah, it seems like so, you care. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. So the the You're things 29, we're looking you haven't started at are a family to yet? be pro yeah, family and and things like that. Yeah, pro family. What is that? What is that? now? Do you Uh-oh. think you're a libertarian? Do you, do you do you think the government should get involved in social things like abortion and, and stuff like that, or are you going to take a hands off approach? No, I I don't think that it's the government's place to pay for things like that. I I think that that's up to private individuals to decide to do with their bodies what it, they want to. Right. Okay. So yeah. Right. Oh, really? Oh, okay. So is it the government's place to to spend money on prosecuting people for, um, you know, making decisions about their body and stuff like that no i i don't think once again it kind of goes back to that non-aggression policy is right it, is it the government's um, place government to do anything involved with oh god is it the government's place to do anything like what do you think the government should do that, that our tax dollars should go to what do you think the, the government's uh, service should be so so government should still be involved in um like we should still have police we should still have fire we should still have ambulance services things like that but communities can choose to privatize those things we have volunteer ambulance services we have paid ambulance services here yeah um stuff like that infrastructure like these are still things that government can do we just need a lot less of it we have too much of it here in new york yeah what about charter schools I, I don't have a problem with charter schools. I don't have a problem with private schools. I don't have a problem with homeschooling. Yeah, In but fact, that, some a, of the smartest people I've ever met have been homeschooled. Uh, uh, really? Yeah. That's not my experience. Oh, yeah. uh, how, you know, as as a taxpayer, why should my tax dollars that go to public schools go to charter schools? A private school, which well, charter- I can make the John Houlihan school for running around naked in the woods. What's to stop me? So, which I, so which I currently right now, private schools don't get tax dollars, not in New York. Um, and charter schools what? do get tax dollars, right. but they operate still usually within the school district. And there's like the students in that district can go to that school at no cost. Mm. 
So they operate basically as a public school just under different authority. Uh, Andrew, And they're still required to take regents and all of that. I'm I'm sorry I have to cut the interview short. I really appreciate you calling in. I gotta, but we, I gotta talk to Kenny Aronoff. He played drums on the John Cougar Mellencamp albums, and uh, he's calling in in like one minute. So I could, I mean, I'm, okay. I'm sure awesome. he, he's got some pretty cool views on on stuff too. We're gonna ask him, and I wish I had more time with you because uh, it, it is interesting. I like talking about it. And I really appreciate you uh, calling in. Good luck with the campaign. And do you have a, a you want to plug a website or uh, some kind of a place where people can uh, donate money? Where can we learn more? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, so if you go to LarrySharp.com, that's Sharp with an, with e, an e at the end. So, yep, LarrySharp.com. Um, they're they're starting to populate the site now. There's a volunteer button. There's a donate button. And look forward to more issues coming on the site very soon. All right, cool. Great. Thank you so much for calling in, Andrew. And good luck with the campaign, man. I pre- we appreciate you calling in. It's very nice of you. And uh, thank you very I'll, much. I'll, and I'll, thanks I'll be, for having me. Anytime. I'll be following it closely. And uh, good luck. It's funny, you know, your your political career is just starting. Twenty nine years old. Beautiful thing. Thank, thank you very much. Good luck, man. Take care. Yes. See you guys. Andrew Hollister. And uh, you can go to. Andrew. I wanted to ask him if he crashes on Peisty. <laughs> AndrewHollister.com. I don't need any regulations. To They're going to be foundation. The, that's pretty cool, man. I, even though, like, you know, I pr- probably disagree with everything, he, uh, all his politics. You know, you, you make these cutesy analogies, but uh, whatever. He's uh, the, these guys are the they're running for governor. How about that? Yeah, what this what this show is about, John? Yeah, Discourse. I, yeah, we could all run for fucking America. Governor. I could talk forever with that guy. I, about. I mean, I got a million questions for that. I feel bad that the, you know, whatever. Do you disagree with <laughs> libertarian politics? Do I disagree with libertarian politics? You yes. bet your sweet bippy. Boy, oh boy, <laughs> Josh Davis, that. give us your uh, take. Uh, <laughs> Counterpoint. My man, I see. My man, that, Josh it, Davis it, is stewing over it there. Hurt his head me. was it about to me. pop I, up I, his shoulder. Real, like, I come from Wisconsin, and we were dealing with a lot of this bullshit as it is, and just. I, hear, I heard a lot of non-answers is what I heard. I forgot to ask about unions uh, because I, my yeah. head would explode. Yeah, I don't yeah. know death penalty, but I know taxes. Oh, fuck out of here. Yeah, I just I heard a lot of yeah a lot of avoidance, a lot of non-answers, and Fracking. I'm used to it in Wisconsin, so that's I wanted to point it out. But I was I was I, I was hoping for a little more on the you know how are you going to get people to vote? How, how are you going to get them out to the to the polls? And he didn't. Well, he's so electric. You know, he can't How are you going to beat Cynthia Nixon? Yeah, let alone really Andrew Cuomo. Well, How are you going to beat Cynthia Nixon? She's if Mario, if you were here, you would have heard all those magnetic. answers. Mario's here. Where's Ken? Where's Ken? Sorry, I'm late, but I'm running for president. He's gonna, he's gonna beat, he's gonna beat Cynthia Nixon. Larry Sheriff's gonna be the new Mister Big, Big of the Sex and City reboot. Oh dear. Listen, I don't care. People like Cynthia Nixon. What? What? Uh, experience does she have? None. I give a crap. I vote for her out of the gate. No matter what, uh, you don't need you, you don't need experience to be the governor. Yeah, you, you have do. a million. Yeah, you do. No, you don't. Yeah, you, you have you a million need, people yeah, around you. You don't need much. You don't need. Yeah, but you need more you, than being on fucking law. And no, order. you need uh, ideas, and oh, if you have oh, ideas, okay. oh, okay. it's it. To be a, All right, so a, you what? You gonna vote for Cuomo? More of the same there, Pete? Good yeah, for you. yeah, totally. I, hear yeah. Ken, I, I, I like a non Cuomo sucks. I hear Kenny Aronoff closing his laptop. I like the no. It sounds amazing. I like the non Excuse me, governor. Yeah. So there I you go. Actress who couldn't work in fucking six Governor? Yeah. Pardon, Governor. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. Uh, so uh, you know, it was nice to have uh, Andrew to call. It seems I, like it, a, a, a Ernest. A, a Ernest. Ernest. Uh, Ernest uh, a nice yeah. young man. Nice young man. Yes. Twenty nine years old. Yeah. When I saw it, he's doing more than me at twenty nine. On, hey, on Twitter, it said he's born in nineteen eighty eight. I'm like, holy crap! I remember nineteen eighty eight. I don't remember twenty nine. Oh. Josh Davis, how old are you? I'm fucking forty years old. 
Yeah, that's it. Youngster. Yeah, yeah that's how I yeah. feel when I Rough. hear what years you guys were born in. Ah, see, there it is. It's Mario <laughs> with his two liter of shrimp. Yeah, with that vodka. <laughs> Where'd you get that bottle of vodka? You brought I, that? I bring my own. I well, why don't you... That's been here. You got Fun this left his oh, here. That's... You bring yours oh, home. I forgot. <laughs> I didn't know. I would have taken Spud's vodka, but I, I brought my, my own. No, the... when you bring oh, vodka, thought, leave, thought... the, leave the bottle here. I Does thought he... that was the one that was here. Listen, no. I am diabetic now. I haven't had a beer since January 4th. I don't care. Don't make me angry. <laughs> when he had the four, I can't wait to speak at your funeral. All you have is this Russian... Gold that I it's are you not even Russian. That's Swedish like fucking Swedish. vodka. Are you going to take your numbers? It, it, it basically says gold. Sweden on the bottom. Yeah, yeah it's Swedish it's gold. gold. Russian like, gold. Like my friend uh, Seika. I love Sweden. <laughs> wow, <laughs> you really are old. She was a legend. Mario, are you drunk at the soccer practice or? No, I came During. from. Uh, I was at Tweed. I, I got to admit, the, uh, you might be like you might be like tonight. you might be like pickled because uh, a, you seem drunk I'm all fine. the time. He has a libertarian attitude yeah, towards soccer him. coaching. Hey. <laughs> I was not coaching. Let the free market decide. <laughs> no whistles. <laughs> I'm not hurting nobody. I was downtown. A goal? I was at Tweed. <laughs> at, at Tweed headquarters. Ref. At the home tweed. of the chancellor. Chancellor. Uh, a beautiful building they got there. No wonder the schools are broke. They're living Does like. Does anyone like know what he's of, talking about? No, I haven't a clue. The Department of Head. <laughs> this headquarters, is very, very narrow. Casting. The Department of Head Headquarters. <laughs> the Department 50, of Headquarters. Yeah. It's fifty-two <laughs> Chambers Street. Which I believe it's in Get Smart. Yeah. It's Tweed Hall. Chambers. I get off the Chambers. Fifty-two Chambers, <laughs> and the place is Tweed a Hall. opulent Tammany. palace <laughs> with sandwiches. So they had sandwiches for sandwiches. the children, and they gave everybody who won the art contest an iPad. So you're saying you're against sandwiches? No, is this, this a dream you had or something? Who's, I just who's returned. Against sandwiches? I feel like I'm in a fever dream. My <laughs> student never happened, Jack. My student won a sustainability art contest. They make a calendar. What, they, they, use a, they turn over the piece of paper. Shut they, up! I'm yeah, listening to Mario. They turn 15 kids <laughs> into a calendar. Nice. Yeah. Every kid gets an iPad. And sandwiches, it seems like. iPad and sandwiches. Nice yeah. sandwiches. That's They're, a fucking deal. Chicken yeah, very sustainable. Eat. What and kind of sandwiches? What kind of sandwiches? Oh, they oh, had a gourmet Wednesday. sandwiches. Yeah? Oh, and they had the olive loaf and they had Ugh, the bruschetta bread. Whoa. They're sustainable. You can eat them over and over again. I'd eat my shoe before <laughs> olive oil. Did they have a cup on the special so bread? I'm just throwing away all the bread and stuff in the meat in my mouth. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you, know what, you know where the prize is. Anyway, right so that's the it. The no one of the schools are broke because they're just giving it all away. Will and, you, know, you all go on strike? <laughs> yeah, you strike. Solidarity. I, I don't know if New York is oh, calling a strike. We have that yeah. law. You, we have that. I know you'd go on strike. Oh, it's it like the police. Or not, the we teachers aren't allowed Taylor to strike. Law, what it is? A public service. Yeah, the Mario, you're, you're, you're a proud union member. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. The of course. blue line. I, I'm president of the Art Teachers Association, United Federation of Teachers. Yeah. Thank God, yes. someone's got to be in Cheers. that role. Yeah, bless you. <laughs> Cheers. And, uh, I'm, I'm Mario. Really anxious. It's too bad you cannot hear. You're the president point. of the art of my heart. Thank you. Where's Kenny? Mario is my uh, good friend. He uh, he looks out for me, even though he's also has one hand in my pocket. You called me an enabler <laughs> last week. Well, you are an enabler. I am. I will. Take you admitted you it right away. Yes, I do. Yes, you I do. know. I understand exactly yeah, what you don't want. Correct. So I'm trying yeah. to behave myself, not drink. Yeah. Instead of drinking five days a week, I'm drinking like two days yeah, a week. That's good. And then 
at Mario's like, you know, you don't, I see what, I see what happens. Your friend Joa, who was a drug addict and it was a mess. Rest in peace. He, you never hear from him again. No, and you're afraid that if I go away, you'll have no friends whatsoever except for Ryan. And he's a fucking yeah. bore. And you give me shit for asking <laughs> if you want a beer. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Is Ryan no. here? Sorry. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I meant like Brian. Out with you. Yeah. Music off. I'm buying beer and you go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Fuck like, you. you're afraid that you'll have no friends left and you'll be sitting in the garage drinking beer. You got and me, that's, you know, but you, but you have, that's, there's no regard for my mental oh, health. Yeah. He'll, be sitting, he'll be sitting in the garage with your corpse. <laughs> I'm trying to stay away from everything. Get me a security The point is, sit in shivers. If you're going to live your Drink life. Shivers. He's sitting shivers regal. Look at this. Oh, look at this. Nice. If you're going <laughs> yeah. to live your life. Body. Patrick Walsh, I come in once a month. By the way, if you drink, if you drink a Shivas Regal in Rochester, if after this guy wins, it could be anything. No Who one cares. Let the free market Let them decide. Drink what they want to drink, whether it's poison. Whatever or not. the county decides. Yeah, that's the county drink. This will. <laughs> I'm putting red fucking, diesel into my Jeep. You fucking hick. <laughs> Where's Kenny? I love that I bring the Where's fucking Kenny? handle of whiskey into the barrage. No, no, that, and Mario that, is the fucking enabler. No, that's today. Good, that's good. Do you have whiskey? No. Yeah, it's over here. I'll take some. It's, well, it's I got to see the guy every day. Listen. Just live your life the Mediterranean way my in moderation. Up. All right, mm. stop with the I can't. If I don't drink, I have to shut no, myself. No, you don't understand my personality. Nope. If I if I drink, it's hats off to Larry. I can't have two beers. Even though when I went to the Mighty High Show, I had two beers and came home you and went did to well, sleep. But you you know what happened? You it fucking now. sucked. Yeah, the mics up. It did not suck. Oh, the mics are up. <laughs> that was a scene unity like I've <laughs> never right seen out? before. Yeah, it was great. I had a you know I I want to throw throw myself out a window. When's yeah. Kenny calling? Not, I love that. Not but not their fault. I'm saying my personality is not conducive to, to fucking sobriety. <laughs> well, what's <laughs> yes? What's the point of having two beers? Why don't you just I'll have two sodas. That's true. I have yeah. no, I actually have no problem with saying. Last night, I, like I went to practice with Pat and Dan. I drank a cup of coffee. If I know I'm not drinking that day, I'm fine with it. Yeah. It's in my head. I'm not drinking that yeah, day. Yeah. I got no problem. Yeah. But there's no reason to have three beers. I mean, that's a Why fucking not? waste of money. What's not delicious? Just like weed. Come Come on. On. I don't feel anything Glass unless I have like twelve five. beers. Then go twelve. That's why I drink liquor, John. No, no. Oh, yeah. no. You don't have to drink yeah. at all. Don't listen to the dude from Milwaukee. On this. <laughs> <laughs> fair, the, fair, fair, yeah, fair. that one out. Fair. In the news, they're going to legalize places for people to go shoot up heroin. So maybe we can just listen, take man, that up. I've been, drinking, up. I've been drinking heavy. The since, barrage is one of those places. Yeah. Since I'm like 14 hey. years old. Yeah, we got I've a sharp been, box. I don't, I, you know, maybe it's time to just fucking stop. Yeah, let's quit, John. I don't know about Me that. Me and you together. Uh, you yeah? can quit. Yeah, seeing you only. This guy just yeah, opening up to a lose bar. Five You're going to be like Sam Malone. I'm yeah. thinking murder-suicide by the end of the week. <laughs> yeah. I want suicide by cop. <laughs> by the way, we're waiting for Kenny Aronoff to call Hey! Oh, Sam no. should have married Carla. You know, I just got confirmation a, a little while ago, so. Carla wasn't single. Well, should be coming in any yeah. minute now. That, we got that man Nixon. did it all. She was. You know, but no, she her husband got run over by a Zamboni. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Thank you. Thank she, you. She, she wasn't, she wasn't right. trained. <laughs> That's funny. She was a trained Zamboni. Oh, a Zamboni. That really happened. It's the, the Z in yeah. the I. It's funny. No, I'm, I'm, absolutely. Keokuk. That's a cool way to go, man. <laughs> man, if, if I had to go, I'd jump in front of a train, and then no one's going to work. Like, um, y'all just fucking. You're going to fuck everyone yes, today. Y'all better have some fucking <laughs> sick days because no one's coming in on time. Like, Passive fuck y'all. Oh, absolutely. Oh, oh absolutely. Oh, wow. Salam alaikum alaikum. Shit. I yeah. didn't mean to hear that. Yeah. No Whoops. one's getting hurt. What is this? Yeah. <laughs>
Listen to that snare drum. Is that an acrylite or a superphonic? We'll find out. Is that gated? <laughs> I want to know how deep it is. Oh, is that is ga- this, oh that's gated deep? as hell. Is this man. another episode of Drum Talk with John? Yes, Ullahan? that's correct. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where's Danny? Where's yeah. Danny? If you don't like it, you know. This you man, no, this guy's Go a find legend. somebody on the street you want to yeah. give drinks to. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's yeah. a legend. Go take I your mean, two gallons of vodka elsewhere. Yeah. Talk to me and let's drink. He's I'm no, not trying uh, to enable you. He has two gallons of vodka. There's literally he has a gallon of vodka. <laughs> it's a two liter. He's got, he's yeah. got a fucking one like, for me, one framed. for you. It's framed. This is beautiful. Yeah. It's plastic. I don't so even like vodka. Ba- vodka sucks. It's just potatoes. You're fine. Yeah, low so carb. When he Low wakes carb. up, it's like water, but <laughs> it's like water except I end up on the floor of a YMCA. Yeah. It's like alcoholic water. You're fine. <laughs> except I'm fighting it's, or fucking off it. It's a homeless yeah. man's penis. In my uh, uh, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So listen, I gotta Delicious. say uh, before Kenny calls that 420 show. I know you were a little so- you saw it through sober eyes, but it Not was me, my amazing. Oh, it's great. I've yeah. never seen Woody perform before. And to me, he's like, I'm looking at a 1970s bastardized version of Iggy Pop up there. He was amazing. Oh, he's got such an authoritative voice. He's like, one riff after it. the other. He owns it. That was great. And then, yeah, he back to back with Dean. Dean. Rispler was. Well, yeah. Dean yeah. brings dynamite. Dean yeah. brought that band right. to another level. You could tell yeah. Dean. Yeah. Dean is a, now in the Mighty High. He's a guitar player. So nice. he's like, you yeah. know, they're not the greatest guitar guitarist, but he's ripping it up. On Somebody's got no. to You don't have to be the greatest. You just have to be the best. He plays bass for the Dictators, and you can see that he wants to get out there and riff on lead guitar. He He's in love with He loves the lead. Well, you guys play. That was crazy. Would you rather be a bass player or a guitar player? I'd rather be a bass player. Guitar player. Pat? I love playing bass. I like it all. I, I, I'm not a good bass like? player, but I, I really like enjoy playing bass. Pat? Sometimes it's important to be the foundation. Give me a sousaphone any day. Hey, there we're talking. Yeah. Now we're talking. You know, it's a lot of fun when Pat buys the bass, hands it to you at practice every week, and you don't have to do anything. <laughs> like, you're the bass player. Can you count Take to this f- Lowenstein. Yeah. Can you count you. to four? You're yeah. in. Yeah, don't touch that. <laughs> yeah, what no, I pl- set it up. Don't touch that. What are you, are you playing that four Leave string? It. Fuck Come you. On. Come on. Stay low. Oh, by the way, see Risk Reward this Saturday night. That's tomorrow yeah! night at Much More's in Brooklyn. That's at midnight. <laughs> is it a free gig? Midnight. Uh, yeah, but let everybody in. Midnight, yeah. So, and then I have to go to work at five in the morning. But I'm oh. looking for, we're ready for the show, man. Yeah. I'm ready. Man. Yeah. Wow. yeah. I'm ready to see we're you. We're tour tight. Patch- came all the way from fucking Milwaukee to see Risk Reward. Are you, are you coming tomorrow, Josh? Yeah, fuck yes. Nice. Who's, well, who's headlining? We'd be playing for Josh, basically, yeah. at you midnight. Open? Who are you opening for? James <laughs> Rocket. Oh, that's a, uh, that's it was like an emergency fill-in gig for us. So, uh, you know, oh, Pat, Pat's new songs are fucking ripping. I'm Shaking excited. About it. Shaking my bottom. You got new night. material, Pat? No. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I always got right. new stuff. I'm all busy. His <laughs> <laughs> creative dynamo I was up to something. A dynamo. All right. You got a backline. Do we need Do we need a second place uh, Christopher Walken impersonation? Because I've been working on it. Yeah. Uh, let's hear it, <laughs> man. Hi. I fell into a crevasse. <laughs> <laughs> You just gotta. You, you, you can't be afraid to break on the vowels. That's what it is. Yeah, that's the secret. That's all it is. That's you got two choices. <laughs> you can never do that again, <laughs> or you could die. I could die. <laughs> what kind of wood doesn't float? Oh, was, See, sometimes it's like too much. It's it's the it's the like really. Um, Subtle walking that gets yeah. you. That 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 is the key. Like yeah. you know that Everybody I was watching. Out, I was telling you I was watching the movie Outbreak the other day. Outbreak. Oh no! It holds oh. up. It you holds know, yeah. You, you you called me during it to tell me you were watching the movie <laughs> Outbreak. Hey Pat, you watching Outbreak right now? <laughs> Check this. Dude, Channel Nine. And, uh, hey, Peter du- Mann. Dustin Hoffman and Dusty? Kevin Spacey are talking to each other. I'm like, man, these are two problematic dudes. Yeah. Right it's got Omar Gooden in it. It's a good fucking. Uh, you know, Spacey's walking was kind of exquisite. 
Is that with uh, Renee stronger. Russo? That's right. Oh, she played the Russo. part of Robbie. Oh, Robbie. Co- that's an Cuba all-star Gun- cast, so I work with my brother. I, I still got the sweets for my her, man. My darling boy, Robbie. My darling. With the lethal weapon action right there? Yeah. I, 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 work, oh, yeah. I work with my brother the next day, and uh, so we're riding around in the truck. I'm doing like, about a side job. Yeah, so I go, like, you know, <laughs> we got nothing to do except riding around the truck. I'm like, give me, all right, so give me the cast of Outbreak. And like... <laughs> Like two hours later, he's like, "Wow, Cuba Gooding uh, Jr. <laughs> Oscar winner, Cuba Gooding Jr." Listen, you have that's a star power cast. You got fucking Donald Sutherland, Cuba Gooding Jr., oh, Morgan God. Freeman, Kevin Spacey, Dustin, Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman's, uh, Rene Russo's, Christopher Walken, <laughs> John. Can I, can I, can I, my, that monkey, <laughs> he's crazy. God, Look God. out! I'm in the CDC. John, you wanted, you, you got Provasic. Don Rickles. What, what, you, what you, oh. you said to, you said to me at rehearsal on Tuesday. You're like, yeah, was, you're like, yeah. We tri- I was working with my brother the other day. We were driving around. We had nothing to do. It was the best. It was yes. the best. Yes. Driving around. Listen, yeah. I work in a place with no yes. windows. Drink I work in a beer, basement. Yeah. Riding around with my brother, like when it was a nice day in the springtime, like riding around. It's like amazing. I'm in my glory. It's that freaking amazing. Wonderful. And we're totally not smoking you're pot the whole time. <laughs> Absolutely not. Don Rickles is in it. Absolutely not. What, what happened to the monkey? Why don't you work a zoo and stop bothering people? Oh, Sorry. Man. No, but I was watching. Uh, is it? Is it? It's uh, Batman Forever. Should I call in and pretend to be Carrie Anne Arrow? <laughs> <laughs> oh, is he calling from Cali? When's he coming? Yes, yeah. then, then, Kenny that, lives and, in Los Angeles. Yeah, the, 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 the second Batman movie, and that's when that's when I hit on it. Like he actually falls into like he falls into like like ah oh, fell into Corvass. <laughs> like he does he do, he does that. So that, he was that's... in the second Batman. Yeah. Returns? He's the fucking. He's got the bleach blonde hair. Oh shit! Yeah. He's Max oh. Shrek or whatever Max the fuck Shrek. it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was Named after the like famous the director uh, Nosferatu. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But yeah, he's yeah he's I I'm in charge of this. I was uh, named corporation. after. Oh, that's pretty good, guy. Josh. I like that. <laughs> charge. When charge of this. Judge Dredd. Dred. I'm the CEO. The penguin was running for mayor in that movie. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, he was a libertarian. <laughs> libertarian. Oh, oh was very he? much. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 county rights. <laughs> no helmets on motorcycles. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> <Let> your fuck <laughs> your sign, Cuomo. <laughs> he fucked Carla from. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, that's that's why Sam couldn't do it. Because Danny DeVito was all up in there. He's, he's I so just turned you down. Don't turn yourself back up. <laughs> he was throwing that dude. Way loud. You don't want me no. to talk? No, I want you to talk, but you're way loud. Your mic technique is uh, horrible. He's right. It's horrible. No, it's, it's fine. He's right there. I don't know it's, you're you're fucking after me tonight. What's your I'm fucking problem? After you. No, you every, every ten minutes you come after yeah, me. No, you're like either beer, way loud or way quiet. You're like the new Mario. There's a stick up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> a stick on my ass. <laughs> a stick. I can't tell you. I can't have twelve beers. It's rough. Do it. yeah. Like three weeks yeah. ago, Ryan got a lot of knots. Um, um, moved his fader up, and th- now he thinks he has carte blanche. He's wrong. I've been doing it. For, <laughs> I've been moving my fader up for years. <laughs> Six years we've been fucking fucking around with this thing. <laughs> I Statue of limitations. Shouldn't hit the bar. Sorry, shouldn't hit the bar. Hit the Speaking bar. Of, today, today is the six-year anniversary, by the way. Oh my God, I forgot to mention what? that. Yeah. Tree reminded me. This is six years today that we're on yeah. the air. Whoa! That's ridiculous. There used to be a time where we would have like this noted, and we'd have a party or something. Yeah, there was a time when you weren't here too. Oh, hey. actually, I, if you look at the podcast, Ugh. I was here at show one. Unfortunately. Oh, uh, really? Were you? One or two. Yeah? yeah. I'm going to go back through my archives. Yeah, i got to check yeah. the yeah, problem. That's one sh- thing we haven't talked about is that I uh, run the unofficial uh, Live oh. from the Barrage recap site. Oh, the Tumblr? That's you? Yes. Yeah, oh, that's me. yeah I was thinking about that the other day, man. You what gotta is get, that? you got to get back on I haven't updated it since May 2017. <laughs> Tumblr is like a dead mall now. <laughs> since May. So, Mario, Josh used to put... Um, 
you know, all, everything that happened on the show, like in a blog. Like, I've it, got them all. I've got them all written. I've, I've been writing them out show by show. It's written shit. beautifully. Every, every, oh, you every still time, have them? But oh, I've got them. It was like Holy the Mark's friggin'. Yeah. No, every garage. time, every yeah. time yeah. Pat takes umbrage, I take note of that. Pat takes umbrage. Big. I forget what happens, and it's like Hulahan called a handicapped guy who called in a jerk, and I'm like, oh man. Every every time his hats off to Larry, I try to take note. You hear that, Kasuga? You're out. Oh, he's contacted me. No, we've talked. We've talked. He wanted to. He was doing his Christmas song last year, and he's just like, "Can you confirm this for me?" I'm like, "I, I, I didn't do that one." <laughs> I haven't heard I haven't from Kasuga in a while. Is he okay? Is he alive? Yeah, he's, he's back just on not Facebook. on Facebook. Oh, no, he's yeah, back a little bit. Just about wrestling, man. Yeah. Josh, you a wrestling fan? Yes, sir. Did you watch the Andre the Giant documentary? Not yet. I need to. Oh man, it's really good. I watched I'm the other su- night. I'm, I'm really Vince McMahon cries, which is odd yeah. because then he he's he starts also sparking <laughs> from the electronics. <laughs> oh, hold on a second. Oh. Hey, this shut Ken Bo. All right, shut everyone, up. shut up. Shut up, dummies. Uh, sh- <laughs> Quiet, you. Hey, Kenny. God damn! I'm so sorry. I'm late. <laughs> no, no problem, man. I, you, Here we go. I will tell you the honest to God truth. Um, I was, um, I ran, I was doing in L.A. traffic. I ran home, and then and then my wife came home, and she's kicking, she's kicking butt as a nurse or studying to be a nurse, and she's doing extremely well. And we were having a glass of wine, and we were talking. I went. Oh my God! I got a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just make well, sure it doesn't happen again. I, Just to let you know, we're live on the air. So I mean, it is a po- it is a podcast, but it also it also is live. So be careful. I know you have a lot of uh, opinions about uh, the Chinese people, so don't say anything. Chinese. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I see you flushing. Dude, I am so sorry. No problem at all, man. One of the most important things in my life now is is my wife. And so I, I was really enjoying that moment. And then also I'm like, what? Uh, those moments are nice, though. It's good that you, you got that. Good yeah. for you. You have kids? Well, fi- fi- I do have a kid. I'm, I, 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 I was married twice before, but um, had no business being married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm, I adore my lover, and I, I do have a kid from my first marriage, and... Um, no man, he's doing great. He's getting his master's in psychology, working wow. forty hours a week. So he's he's doing the Aronoff method, you know. With Aunt, what? <laughs> and Gina has a son too, which means I have a stepson. Oh, well. Gina just wanted to tell me that. Say hello to Gina for us. We uh, appreciate uh, you guys. Okay. <laughs> Say hi to them. Hi, hi, hi everyone. Hi, hi Gina. Gina. How are you? Yeah, Gina. Third time's a charm. Hi, uh, how how old is Gina's son? And by proxy, your son? Um, he is twenty five next month. Wow, it goes fast, right? My my kids are seventeen, and sixteen. And I don't know what the heck happened, but uh, it happened. No, I don't know either. I mean, I we look like brother and sister, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Well, th- Kenny Aronoff, thank you so much for calling in. Of course, for the audience, <laughs> what? I, I didn't mean anything. For the audience, uh, Kenny Aronoff is a, a legendary drummer. Pat and I were at uh, band practice. I'm a drummer, and uh, Pat's a drummer. Last night we were at band practice in a, in a band that neither of us played drums in, and we were talking about uh, talking about. Uh, Lonely all night and the snare drum sound and all that stuff and it's just fun. It's like you know. Hey, all right, so let's start at the beginning. I'm a little overwhelmed. I'm a little starstruck. You're from the Bronx? No, my mom Queens? was from the Bronx, Wait. and then um, my dad was from Patterson, New Jersey. Then 
we all moved to uh, Western Mass, exit two, Stockbridge, uh, because my dad got a job. Uh, he he was a uh, studied uh, chemistry and paper, and there were all these mills through uh, New England, Western Mass, and he got a job uh, in Western Mass, and we lived in this cool town called Stockbridge, you know, where Norman Rockwell was, and Arlo Guthrie and Alice's Restaurant, and yeah, the, yeah. the Boston Symphony Orchestra, you know, three miles away. It's a beautiful place to grow up. And uh, so that's where I grew up, in uh, Stockbridge, Massachusetts. It's a nice town, yeah. The Norman Rockwell house is there. Uh, you Dude, you know, I mean, in my book, Sex, Drums, Rock and Roll, I talk about how me and my twin brother would go to his house, um, and he would get his attention, and I would steal cigarettes out of his uh, pewter... Cigarette uh, dishes, you know, that they had on the <laughs> side of end table. Oh, Is that he, crazy? You have an identical twin brother? Yeah, he still lives in Stockbridge. He's a uh, Dr. John Aronoff. He's a wow. uh, psychoanalyst. How, how is he? Can he play drums at all? Does that translate? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I'm a better, I'm a better strength than he is a drummer. Does he show? <laughs> Does he? He, I, I, he doesn't show up at work with like you know like a rock and roll wristband or something like ah oh, we wore the same thing again you know. <laughs> no, but dude, it is a great story. So I'm, uh, <laughs> I was doing the Letterman show. I used to fill in, you know, for Anton, and so my yeah. I invited my brother to come down, and he's in my uh, in my hotel room, and I said, John, man. You gotta shave your head. He said, "I can't shave my head. I'm a doctor." I said, "Well, at least trim it down." I had some, I guess I had a clippers or something. So he says, oh, "I, I, I trim it down, but not too much." So I said, "I'll put. Oh, I'm gonna put the quarter inch trimmer on." I put it on, and I started shaving, and the thing flipped off, and then I buzzed his head like a right up the back of his head. It looked like a big speed trail up the back of his head. He says, "What you fucking doing?" Oh shit. Uh, John, I think you're going to have to shave your head. <laughs> it's like a th- He shaved his head. And we were walking down, walking down the street to the Letterman show, and people were, like, gawking at us because I gave them a pair of my glasses, so now these two bald, you know, identical twins with glasses. But the funniest part was we ran into Paul Schaefer, and he kind of sort of looks like us, too. It was like a complete freak show. Wow. <laughs> it's like Blue Man Group. You're like Blue Man Group. Yeah, right. They're like, look, it's Blue Man without Group without the paint. Absolutely. <laughs> Unmasked. Yeah, when, <laughs> we take a day off. You know, it's like that old thing where you have an identical twin and you could send him on a date, but you can't send him to the Letterman show to fill in for drums because the guy has no idea what he's doing. Next thing you know, like somebody, uh, you know, who's, uh, you know, John Mayer is like, what's this drummer up to? What did you think Can about he, that? Did you, well, did, I, the I, Anton Fig filling in for... Every band, Letterman, that old Letterman thing. What, what do you think about that, anyway? Oh, I love doing a Letterman yeah. show. I did it uh, at every single uh, studio he was in. You know, the, the original RCA building, then they went to a, another place, and then they went to... I did all of them. The Letterman was so cool because he, he liked the fact that I was, you know, living in Indiana at that time, playing with Mellencamp, because he grew up in Indiana. So yeah. he would, you know, he it was a little bit of a connection there. And, you know, and then he'd come over to the drum set, not on the air, and just bang away on the drums. And I'd throw the football with him in, in on the set. And, I mean, he there, there were times when 
you know, where, where I wasn't sitting in, but I'd come on the show, like, with Fogarty, and he'd go, I got this on, uh, on camera, I mean, it was like, he'd go over and say, Kenny, always good to see you. Then he went over to John. It was like, yeah. really. <laughs> nice. He likes the drummers. He's, he's such a drummer. Yeah. He goes he straight to the drummer. Like, yeah. did he ask, are those your drums? Are those rentals? Like, kidding around you. He's straight for the drummer. And then Fogarty. I remember, Kenny, I remember watching you on the, the Letterman show when you used to fill in for Anton. And one of the funniest things yeah. that was uh, uh, Dave started uh, asking you to play. Play that drum fill. You know, that big drum fill. <laughs> that you do yeah. in that he song. Did. Oh wow! Yeah, and you're like, what? And you're like, yeah, that jump <laughs> fill. You know that song. And, like, he's like, and finally, he comes. He's like, yeah, I need a lover. And you're like, yeah, I didn't play on that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to be saying like Jack and Diane, but oh my god, that is funny. Well, you know, the first time I did the show, okay, I flew in from Japan. I get there, I'm like completely, you know, freaked out because, you know, Paul Schaefer gives you about 800 songs to learn. And I, I said, God, you got to narrow it down to narrow it down to 50 or something. So I come in there, rehearse the theme, you know, which is, you know, I got to get that right. And then we the very quick, he's very quick on his toes about, okay, we need walk-on music for this guy. Something, it was a, a comedian coming stills. And they went, all right. Stills, Stills. Oh, Carlsby, Stills, and Ash. Okay, let's do Judy Sweet, Blue Eyes. Yeah. Okay, hey, uh, you, uh, you, Will, you start. Do, 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 do. Okay, Ken, you come in here. Okay, three, four, let's go. Bam, all right, try it one more time. Boom, boom, okay, next song. I mean, you do that for like eight songs. I'm writing all this shit down frantically because I'm a real anal chart writer. Yeah. And, and then, you know, I'm like, holy shit. I got all these notes everywhere. And so at one point in the show... We, you know, we bring out this guy that is stupid human tricks, and I'm like looking at, okay, what's next? What's next? <laughs> Paul's giving us cues. All of a sudden, I hear, okay, and so we need uh, someone to assist. What are you going to do? Okay, we're going to stand on my hands, and you tie a yo-yo to my toe, and I'm going to yo-yo. He says, oh, okay, Anton, come up here. He says, oh, Anton's not here. <laughs> Kenny, come up here. I'm like, me? He says, Kenny, come up here, because... You know, I go up there. Now I'm on center stage. First night ever doing a show. I'm next to David. The guy goes up. He says, put the yo-yo on. So I say, the guy's foot's moving all over the place. I can't get the yo-yo on. Dave's going, get the yo-yo on his foot. I'm like, I'm talking The guy won't sit still. Finally, I get him uh, the yo-yo on. He goes, I know, go back to the drums and give me a drum roll. I mean, dude, I was... I was shitting in my pants. I'm like, dude, it was hard enough. It was hard enough just being there, and now I'm center stage doing stupid human tricks. You know, Kenny Aronoff on late night. I mean, but was it? Did you watch yourself after? Like, you go home and like watch the show and everything? Like, oh man. Oh yeah, yeah, of course, of course I did. And you know, I'm sitting there going, you know, I mean, the biggest biggest concern is to get that cool theme because man, it was like. It, had, it was a cool theme, especially back then with all these drum fills and, you know, it, it's exciting. That, that was one of the greatest things. I think I did 75 shows total. Wow. Um, wow. Jeez. But, I know, between uh, filling in and then uh, playing with many, many artists. <laughs> John, I mean, uh, uh, Letterman, after we played one show at Fogarty, well, I just completely crush it. Just like an <laughs> animal. And he goes, hey, John, um, and John's like, what, what, he says, John, I don't want to tell you how to run your business, but man, you got to get a drummer in your band. This guy's anemic, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> the funny thing it was is, so after, obviously not that was not the case. After that seventy-five show run, John Cougar came uh, in, and Anton Fig was healthy, and he play, and you were out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, uh, we're talking to Kenny Aronoff here, by the way, on live from the Broad. Uh, he's been the drummer for a million different people, most famously probably uh, John Kruger Mellencamp. Do you still talk to John? Or uh, and what years did you play with Mellencamp? I was with Mellencamp from 1980 to '96. Played on ten albums. Yeah. Played on all his hits, and uh, very, very uh, proud that uh, I played on his biggest hit ever. But that hit launched my career a song that's still played on the radio today called jack and diane yeah which has that uh that really iconic uh air drumming fill in the middle of it the so, um and, and, and hit, go ahead sorry. it was it was great man i mean now you know i do like the kennedy center honors and i've done like you know the obama inauguration or these big you know uh tv specials I just did a Merle Haggard tribute, nice. and and one of the guests, one of the uh, you know the artists that is invited to perform is John Mellencamp, and that's that you know it's always it's cool, man. I mean, John is uh, you know he's like a he's always a, a smart ass, and he's always uh, but <coughs> it's always cool though. The first time that we had to play together, uh, it was the Obama inauguration, and. So what I did was I called him up to surprise him. And I'm in Washington. I call him at his house. They go, hey, John, it's Kenny. Kenny. Oh, Kenny. Oh, Kenny hey, who? Kenny. <laughs> yeah. who hey, dude, that's the most excited I've ever, ever heard him uh, talk to me. So he goes, unless he's saying, you know, get fucked. But anyway, so <laughs> he, he's up. He, he's up. He says, Kenny, I said, listen, um, I just want to give you a heads up. It's freezing cold outside. It's freezing. I mean, I'm telling you, it's freezing. And number one, number two, uh, band is way down below you. You're going to be up on stage by yourself. And so, I, and so I was trying to break the ice, you know, and he said, well, let me, okay, all I want to know is am I president speaks? I don't know. I haven't got the script yet. He says, and also, are you still hitting a lot of cymbals? And that's when I said, okay, you know the third chorus where you sing Ain't That America for Pink Houses? Stop singing. It's a drum solo. It's all double bass drum, like slipknot, yeah! and cymbal crashes everywhere. And he goes, you better not be fucking up no cymbals. I'm going to come down and rip those cymbals off of you. And then I said, well, I hope you do, because then I'll get more TV time. I played with drummers where where um, I played with a guy who used to take away drums from the drummer. Like he'd take away a cymbal, take away a drum. <laughs> really? Yeah. Who was that guy, John? I love that. That's Dancing Mike. Hugo used to take away his drums. He's like, you have too many drums. He's like, I only have a four-piece kit. He's like, you, you have two cymbals. It's too many. I, I don't like it. He'd take away a cymbal in the middle of practice. And then he'd be like, he'd hit the uh, the floor time. He'd take that away. <laughs> like, yeah. I think you're talking about me yeah. because used to Do hide you, somebody's tongue. Well, that goes back to the instructional video thing and, and stuff. When you, If you were to teach a drum lesson, would you teach it on a full set right away, or would you be like, listen, man, you got to master the snare and stuff first and then try to, you know, come uh, stick with the, the least amount no, of drum? I, yeah. I, I, you know, uh, the first thing, I, I always worked off the drum set, you know. Even yeah. if you were working on the... I wanted people to feel... 
I mean, that's what they wanted. They would want to play drum sets. So I would put them on the drum set, but if we were focusing on the snare drum, you know, you'd be still sitting at the drum set. But, you know, it'd be like, you know, if you're going to learn how to drive a car, you want to get in the car. So that's what I would do. But every hand exercise I teach somebody, I make sure that they're using their feet somehow, even yeah. if it's yeah. keeping tapping, keeping the beat. That because when you play the drums, that's just logical. You're sure. using all four limbs, at least three of them. Yeah. And yeah. so, and when I focus, I have these exercises. If, if you're focusing and trying to develop something with your feet, I include your hands somehow. And I always pick things that are reasonable, that are things that you would play, things that you could actually use. And I have a routine called the functional practicing routine, which is all about designing something for somebody to practice so they always sound great when they get on the drum set. So you're not wasting your time, you know, on things that, that, that are not going to lead you to a place of success. And, um, I mean, if you've got eight hours a day like I used to have, you can practice anything you want. Yeah, but right. when, you're, when you have limited amount of time, you have to make sure that every – Every second counts, and I've created that system for me, and I just create it for other people, uh, given what they need to learn. And so, when my if I teach somebody at this point like that, I sit down and talk to them, and you know, I say, "Look, this is your hour. I want you to tell me what you need, and I will give you what you need." That's what I do. Hey, how much does a drum lesson with Kenny Aronoff cost? Six thousand dollars for an hour, or something like that? Can I get in on this? Well, let's see. If you're willing to pay $6,000 an hour, it's $6,000 an hour. Uh, oh. But listen, I don't want to play drums. I just want to talk. What will the oh, you want to talk? Well, that's, that's 3000 an cuddle. hour. Maybe cuddle. Um, talk is cheap. No, no, no. You know, but, but, I always appreciate you as a drummer because you hit so freaking hard, and that's important, right? I mean, like, even in the – do you ever get yelled at by, like, uh, guys you play with the Fogarty or Mellon Campus? Talk is the most – to like stop hit, hit it, slamming the crap out of the snare drum, and you're, and you're like, no, I'm not gonna do stop doing it. Well, that's that's pretty much what I've always told everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, Except in rehearsal, in rehearsal yesterday with Fogarty, uh, we were breaking in some new horn player, uh, horns. We're going out with ZZ Top and uh, Fogarty, John Fogarty, and ZZ Top are doing a a tour. Uh, Second week and third week in May, all the way through June. I think we're going to be in your area, oh, the I'm Mohegan Sun. Dude. And anyway, ZZ though, Top we and Fogarty, I'm so, I'm so in. I'm it's like dream. And we can play poker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys, let me know if you're coming, and I'll hang out with you afterwards. All right, oh, cool, yeah. man. Oh. We it. will. Why, you're a poker player, man? Oh, my bluff, goddamn. Yeah, we would gamble? love to. I get, this guy. Uh, we have a guy on the phone, by the way, who who uh, uh, practiced with John Fogarty yeah. yesterday. He's going out. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Going like, out how top. how is your relationship with John Fogarty? Is he like a, a stern task master, or he's just like everyone, no, no. everyone's total pro he's, and they know what to do? He's uh, he's a, a wonderful man, uh, very very brilliant, and knows what he wants, and uh, he hears everything. But uh, I've I've been with him, you know, pretty much for twenty four years. Do you think you uh, gravi- gravitate he, towards like American uh, kind of Americana songwriters? No, no. I mean, I went out with the Smashing Pumpkins, and I, I, yeah. Jesus, I just did a Bernstein. I, 
uh, event. Uh, you know, he's a would have been uh, sort of some of his music, and I, I do it all. But but I guess if I was to be considered a, a, a specialist or something, it would definitely be songwriters, singers, as as a drum beat that will be suitable for the song, serve the song, serve the band, serve the right. artist, to get that song on the radio to be number one. Because this is that's ultimately my purpose. Right. This you is know, one thing that Kenny says that's really important if you're a drummer and you're listening is to serve the song. There's no... I think that's no, rule know, Rule number one is to serve the song. Don't... You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's not... Look at... It. It's, and it really applies to corporations because I speak... At corporations, I have a teamwork leadership speech, and I, I build it off of what I learned from, uh, you know, making, geez, I'm on 300 million records sold at this point, not including downloads. And so I started asking myself, well, wait a minute, how do, I, how do I get along with B.B. King and their entourage on Monday, the Smashing Pumpkins on Tuesday, <laughs> Elton John Thursday and Friday? And oh, then I man. jump over and do the Indigo Girls, then I'm back with Tony Iowa from Sabbath. And then, I mean... Wow. How do you do that? And you have to serve. You have to be. Everybody's got an ego in the studio. You know, you wouldn't be a great musician if you didn't have some sort of ego. Yeah. But the, if you think in terms of my job is to get that song on the radio to be number one, yeah. my job is to please the artist or the band, my job is to make sure, you know, the producer likes me. If the song becomes number one, they call me back and hire me to do another record. Yeah. Or people hear, this guy's a great team player. Yes. It's not about me. It's never about me. It's about right. the artist, the team. Be a team and player. when you have that attitude, you will work forever. Yes, right. absolutely. Do you consider well, yourself like a, a studio guy, I guess? Like, a I, think, gun. I mean, you're you're in a weird spot Like that, that you're like kind of in on the borderline of like a you know, a studio guy and a guy who, who's who been in these bands for a very long time. Do you consider yourself still like a hired gun, or how do you approach it? When you go in, do you go... It's a no, that's, a, that's a great question, because that's a great question, because people really want to pigeonhole you as one or the other. And and I uh, I, I do both. I, I've, I've, uh, I want, always wanted to do both, and I made it happen. And I'll have to tell you, the thing that made me become a session player was when John Mellencamp, at the end of the uh, Lonesome Jubilee tour, sud suddenly said unexpectedly at the last show, he said, uh, I'm going to quit for three years. I'm done with this shit. And I took it literally that he was going, which he didn't, but I took it literally and realized, wow, when he quits, I'm out of a job. That's <laughs> yeah. so when I went, that no way. So... I decided instead of looking at the glasses half empty, I said, you know what? I've been working for one artist for eight years. Now I'm going to go and work with all the other artists. Yeah. I went to L.A. and I spent... What was the Dylan ahead. stuff like? What was the what? The Dylan, the Bob Dylan stuff. Under the oh, man. Show. And that, yeah. that, that came, that was my second big session in L.A. That's got to be intimidating. It was incredible because I was the only musician. There were four days of recording, and I was the only musician on all four days. Uh -huh. And the four days were scattered over six months. So the first day... Was like, and then a hotel room, they put you up with the free food? No, no, no. I was moving all over the place. But the first day was Stevie Ray Vaughan, Jimmy Vaughan, uh, uh, 
Let's see who else. Uh, uh, I'm spacing out the what other guys. Um, Phil, anyway. Phil Ravon was in. <laughs> was it Under the Red yeah. Sky? Reese? Yes. Oh, under the Red Sky. That's a good one. Stevie and Jimmy is enough. Yeah, the un- Under the Red Sky sessions. Also, the John Worcester wanted me to ask you about that. He said that uh, Dylan's Handy Dandy, with the original version, was 15 minutes long. Is that true? And how did he handle that? I don't remember that being 15 minutes. It, 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 could, might, be, it could be not true. I don't remember. 15 minutes. All I remember is this. So the first day, okay, Bob walks in. He's two hours late. Yes. Taps me on my back. I turned around like, holy shit, it's Bob Dylan. And I went, he said, only thing he said in the, all those four days was, hey, Kenny, nice to meet you, Bob Dylan. And I went, holy shit. And then he All goes right. out he goes out to the piano, and he's playing this song called Wiggle Wiggle, I think. And I suddenly, a, a light light went off in my head, and I said, get on the drums and start playing with them. I get on the drums. I start playing with them. The other guys realize what's happening. They come running out there. Meanwhile, the engineer hit record, yes. and that was the take. Yeah. Wow. This is all I've heard about Dylan, is the, spontan- the spontaneity of it. Mm-hmm. That's I. I might have heard that, and it, that was the thing that triggered me to to make that. Uh, you know, shit, he's playing. Better get on the drums. Is there? Yeah. Is there? A, Something is, like. That. I mean, you know, playing with Dylan Fogarty uh, and these guys is like uh, the dream come true. Is there a musician that you've never played with who you were like, man, I wish I had. That'd be a great. Well, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I have met and hung out. And, but I've never played live or in the same s- studio together with Jeff Beck. I would love to do that. Oh, you know, man. yeah, yeah. You would- but my 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 super, my super group would be Jeff Beck, Sting, and me. Oh, nice <laughs> a trio, power trio, power yeah. trio, right there. You throwing Sting in there? Yeah, that'd oh, be, yeah, he can handle. That'd be so awesome. You never played with Sting. No, I have. I've played Sting a couple of times, and, and uh, he knows who I am. And uh, Oh, my God, it was, it was brilliant. He's an incredible musician, and, I mean, he's, he's, he's great, man. When you, play with Sting, uh, when, when you play with Sting, do you feel like you have to kind of like, I mean, you know, obviously the police had one of the greatest drummers of all time. A very, um, you know, just an odd way to play. Do you feel like you have to copy Stuart Copeland's kind of stuff, or do you just do your own thing? Well, when I did the uh, Kennedy Center honors, where they were honoring Sting, uh, and when we played the Police songs, I I I, I charted and mimicked everything that Stuart Copeland played yeah. to honor you know what he did with the Police. Yeah. And uh, at the end of the night, when I went to the after party with you know Sting and Springsteen and Tom Hanks and Spielberg and <laughs> Herbie Hancock and all these artists. Jesus, uh, up to me and I was in the middle of a conversation with Tom Hanks in front of everybody because I did the the soundtrack to that thing you do. And oh, Tom shit. really likes me. And Tom goes, Kenny, Kenny, and I, I, I saw you. I saw, I saw you up there on the drums, and I, I said to my wife, you know. I think that's Kenny up there. If, he, if that's Kenny, man, this place is going to rock tonight. <laughs> and, 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 and he was up there with the president because he was being honored. Sting comes flying over to me, completely tackles me, gives me a big hug and kisses me on the cheek and uh, says, uh, dude, you killed it tonight. Ooh. Now, 
dude, can you imagine what I thought? I mean, I was like, that's the greatest, that is the absolute most supreme yeah. compliment I could get because, I mean, I am playing Stuart Copeland's part. Not only that, but I was playing Vinnie Caliuta's parts for, Great you know, time. some of the rec- records, that, you know, Sting, his solo records. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're playing the overdubs, all that a, shit. Let's back up for one second. You play drums on all those that thing you uh, that thing you do uh, soundtrack those songs. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh man, it's a great I, you know story. Who, who, I don't know who wrote those songs, but they're great songs. That's fine. I way, know, dude. I know. It's kind of crazy. Amazing. They wrote these songs for uh, a movie, and they're like yeah. they could be hit songs in real life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, check this out. All right, I after recording, a, you know, a bunch of takes, I walk into the control room, and there's Tom Hanks. But he's he's acting. He's at the at the mixing board, but he's acting in character. He's in character. Oh, like like the manager in <laughs> that, that full spacesuit. So then he goes, "Hey Kenny, nice job. I, I I miss that beret." And I'm like, "Huh?" I look over at Don Was the producer. I said, "Was what's he talking about?" Don laughing at me. He says, "Come over here." And he said this, and I got this verified by Tom. He, he was in John Mellencamp's video, R-O-C-K in the USA. We made Never a, <laughs> we shot in film a retro kind of vibe yeah. video where it was like a hullabaloo shindig. It was in black and white. Yes. Well, I was in a drum set up front with a beat with a beret on my head like a beatnik. Nice. <laughs> like Anton Fig. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Tom Hanks saw that video. And that video inspired him to write the script to that thing you do. And you you gotta be kidding me! Holy, oh, wow. holy shit! Yeah. that's amazing. I know. Whew. Yeah, and I, I, and so you know, bold Kenny Aronoff. Maybe I was four glasses of wine in, but right when I was up at that party after the Kennedy Center honors, I said to, to uh, I said because he was honored. I, um, he was honored. He. Uh, they did that thing you do, and I said, Tom, you know, I was going to rip that drummer off the drum set to play that thing you do. He says, Kenny, you should have. And I went, I, I couldn't because that kid was my student. And I felt like that. <laughs> so then I boldly go, hey, can I ask a question? Right in front of everybody, I said, did you, is it true that you wrote the script uh, to that thing you do based off, you were inspired by the ROCK and USA video? He said, absolutely. Now, I kind of did put him on the spot, and I want to say that it's probably true, but Tom Hanks is so cool, he could have also said that just to make me feel good. Yeah, I, I, yeah. It's probably true, but <laughs> yeah. I'm, super saying, nice I'm guy, saying two things. Cowboy Man does that to me all the time. So cool. Believe the legend. Oh, that's a, Kenny, uh, my God! Imagine the, the stories Kenny has. Uh, by the way, Kenny, we only have four hours left, so I hope you. Have <laughs> <laughs> so hey, you need to open that working other up. bottle of wine. Uh, right, right, right. <laughs> open it up, open it up, man! Please, I mean, I, we're so glad that we're so happy that and uh, honored that you're calling. So. The man, Kenny, the legend, oh. Kenny. I recall you saying one time that you lobbied pretty hard to be in uh, Mellencamp's band. Well, what happened was I was in Bloomington, Indiana, trying to... Well, let's back up. When I graduated so from Indiana University, I got into the Jerusalem Symphony Orchestra. And, you know, that was a dream come true. To, you know, you spend five years of, 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 of practicing, studying, college, 
I spent a summer at Tangwood, the Aspen School of Music, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Studied with the Boston Symphony Orchestra, uh, so percussionist awesome, and timpanist. <laughs> and I get into Jerusalem Symphony Orchestra, but before I got into the orchestra, I started studying drum set in Lexington, Mass., and in New York, and I realized, oh my God, you know, you know, I, 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 my dream to be in a rock and roll band to make records and tour like the Beatles is still in my heart deeply. Yeah. So when I got accepted to the, uh, the Jerusalem Symphony Orchestra, I, I turned it down. It shocked my parents. It shocked me. It, sh it shocked everybody. I moved back to Indiana and for three years tried to make it in a band that get a record deal. And when that didn't happen, I was going to move to New York. But then I heard about this guy, Johnny <laughs> Cougar, that was on MTV, and he was touring and making records. And I heard, I heard he, sold, he fired his drummer. So I had the guitar player's number in my book. I went to a pay phone, put a quarter in, called him up, and asked uh, to audition. And at that point, I realized this is what I want to fucking do. I mean, I, Jeez, I, you know, I want to be doing, this is what I always wanted yeah. to do. Do you ever, do you, ever think, do you ever think back if you didn't make that phone call, like how your life would turn out? I think, uh, yeah, I have. Um, I mean, what, what I know about myself now is that I'm a fight or fight guy. I'm the type of guy who never gives up. I just keep trying, trying, trying. You're, I look at twice divorced, all my successes. <laughs> I just never stop. And I, um, I probably would have made it in something else, but you never know if it, it where if if I would have been well known or if I'd made it in a famous band. Yeah, you don't know that. Can but I would have been successful one way or another. Yeah, but, oh, but you feel you, that? Huh? Did, yeah. did did you have to haunt them to get the gig? <laughs> no, I I all I did was um, uh, the guitar player said uh, I'll talk to John. John found out that I was the best drummer in town and uh they they said just be familiar with the record the john johnny cougar record with i need a lover and yeah uh so i memorized it i practiced six eight hours a day wow. memorized every note the drummer played first i what i do is i write every note the drummer played on a piece of paper and then i memorize it then i start drilling myself by i just put a song on at that point it was lp mm -hmm. and then jump in and try to nail it and i was so so ready, but and when I show, I finally get the call. You, John wants you to audition. Apparently, I was one out of fifty guys, and I got the gig. Jeez. But the, what happened was it wasn't that easy. I, uh, I show up, and uh, John comes out. My car is leaking oil on his driveway, which he hated. I had a, a set, drum set the size <laughs> of Neil Peart. Uh, that was not cool. John wanted like you know the Ringo Starr set. John already didn't like me. He comes up to me, and I said, hey, John, it's Kenny. He goes, John Mellencamp, and turned around, shook my hand, turned around, and walked into his house. Yeah. He was already like, this is not the guy. I wasn't dressed cool. I had a beard. What year was this? It was 1980. 1980. John Cougar Mellencamp already had, from what I understand, and my limited understanding of the band was that he already had at least one record that wasn't on a label, and he... They they forced the cougar thing onto him. He didn't like that, and then they like went. No, no. They went back and 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 you know, I guess brought up some old hits. Thank you. What he had done, he had done, he had made about. Good job. He made three records. He made three records. Then he gets this deal with uh, in England 
with MCA Records. The manager is Tony DeFries, who managed Bowie. They make this record called, I believe it's Biography, and, um, yeah. and when the record's done, the, uh, Tony DeFries shoves the album across the table to John and says, uh, this is your record, and John says, well, who's Johnny Cougar? He says, that's you, and Johnny Cougar goes, no, my name's John Mellencamp, right. and Tony says, well, if you want this record to come out, it's Johnny Cougar. And this this is the guy that came up with the Ziggy Stardust idea. Oh, oh so okay. Back, yeah, back then it was kind of like you come up with stage names, personas. Well, John Mellencamp's from the Rust Belt in the Midwest. You don't go back home and tell your uncles that are bricklayers and cement guys <laughs> that, you know, are proud of their name and say, my name's Johnny Cougar. Right. Probably got I'm, his ass kicked from one end of the lawn to the other. I'm, I'm little Johnny <laughs> Cougar. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah? yeah? Well, I work in the factory, yeah. and you go fuck yourself. How about that? Exactly. So, but then it gets better. A year later, John, John loses his record deal. Now he's working for the telephone company, Climate Telephone Pulse. Lines he up. has no record deal, and his name is Johnny Cougar. Yeah, he ain't happy. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's, that's, that's insult to injury. Like, you get a record deal, they make you change your name, and then you have to be Johnny Cougar in real life after the record deal falls through. And you're like, I Johnny, know. I'm Johnny know. Cougar. I mean, I'm here to fix your phone. <laughs> do you, so he didn't like you in the beginning. Do you, do you guys still talk now? Are you guys friendly, or do you hate each other or something? No, we don't. No, 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 no. When we see each other, it's always a lot of joking and yeah. you know jabbing. Yeah, it was all kind. Of, look, in my book, I talk about how you know John wasn't the happiest guy in the world. He was uh, in, uh, in a shit mood, and you know. But I defend him in that. I'm not, I'm not saying I like those moods. I'm just saying one reason when I got in the band, I was wondering why is this guy so miserable. Well, he, I didn't know he'd already lost his record deal. His name was Johnny Cougar. He's fighting for a second. Now he's got a new deal. Now he's fighting to stay in the music business. Yeah. And then he's going through a divorce. I mean, he was yeah. in a shit you'd be, mood. You'd be pissed and, off if you and, were like on your second divorce and had four heart attacks before 29. You know? Or whatever. But, <laughs> yeah. guy, by the way, if you want to read Kenny's book, which I uh, highly recommend, it's called Sex, Drums, and Rock and Roll, The Hardest Hitting Man in Show Business. So everyone should go out and, and buy that. Hey, Kenny, uh, I have a question for you. Uh, in the, uh, you were in a similar situation to uh, the scene in Almost Famous where the plane basically lost power. Oh, I did not know this. And, uh, and uh seemed like you guys might not make it. Uh, what, was it what was this like? I Billy mean, Corgan sucked. <laughs> well, I didn't admit that I was gay or anything. <laughs> Not yet. You, would you like to admit that tonight on this show? Because that would be great for my radio. No. Isn't that one of those... <laughs> it's in one of those movies where the guy starts admitting it, and then the plane lands, and he's like, "Oh yeah. shit!" Right. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong. I'm not saying anything wrong with being gay. I'm just saying, of course, that just didn't happen. In that, in that, in that circle, that was. He was embarrassed about it afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Um, John, I've, been in, I've been in a couple of situations where I wasn't sure the plane was going to make it. We and uh, it's happened, yeah. it just absolutely like, uh, I mean, one one time with Mellencamp, we, we took off and the wing caught on fire. Ugh. And um, uh, uh, the, 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 other, the rest of the other guys were in the plane behind us and they were watching our plane catch on fire oh. and they uh, oh my God. and then the uh, you know the plane came down around and you know 
shit. That that's oh, one God. story. The other story was <laughs> we were flying from Miami to someplace close to where Leonard Skinner's plane crashed. Oh. And we're, oh. we're up in the sky parting our brains off. <laughs> I won't give any of the uh, I won't give away any of the uh, specific. Yeah, right, we get it. Okay, all right, whatever. We are fucked hey, up. Hey. Mile High Club, baby. I got. You. They're fucked up. Whatever. Let's, yeah. Yeah. We so I, the the the, uh, the bass player Toby told the pilot, "This is a six seater, by the way, you guys. A Cessna three twenty. Yeah. He he told oh, the pilot no. to do this thing where you go out of autopilot, you raise the plane, <laughs> nose up, way up." In the sky, then you let the plane free fall. Oh no 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 no, no 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 oh, no! Oh no! no. Yes. So he does that. Our oh. security guard didn't have a seatbelt on. His whole body started floating through the cabin like yeah. in uh, like in outer space. In space. Yeah. All, all the liquids came out of our glasses and were floating around <laughs> like uh, like amoebas, you know. Yeah. Uh, and my, you know, it was like a billion G force. Well then, the, and you're looking down at a city with the lights, and you're thinking <laughs> you're going right at it. Ah, yes. And then he he brings the plane back up the level, and then all of a sudden, do, 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 all these lights go on, all this noise, alarms, <laughs> and you hear the pilot go. You don't want to hear a pilot go, "Oh fuck, go, <laughs> oh, gee, oh fuck." I was on a plane once where the stewardess sat down in their seat and she and she said, "Oh fuck!" And we're like, "That's not good." You, know, you don't you don't want a staff member that's being a, like, "Oh my god!" A, no, and she didn't say, "Oh fuck!" She sat down and she put her seatbelt on and she said, "Oh my god! Oh my god!" And we're like, "Oh, this is bad." Yeah. That's yeah. a Buddy Holly moment. You know, there. as yeah. as 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 a traveling musician who's played with a million bands, you must have to fly all the time. Does it ever like get easier? Because like you know, I'm not, do you like, check your snare? Hey, once I get it, once I get it, <laughs> check your snare. <laughs> yeah, do you put the snare in the overhead compartment? You're like, yeah, listen, I played uh, Super Phronic on uh, Jack and Diane. Kiss my ass. Yeah. This, no. is, this is a helper snare. I can't put it in the overhead. <laughs> it's my emotional, Come on. emotional uh, support snare. My support snare. What is, the, what is the best snare drum, and what is the snare drum you carry around with you, which you will never part with wow, ever? And why is it a Ludwig Super Phonic? <laughs> or is it an Acrylite? <laughs> I uh, actually, I my signature, my signature snares. I have three of them. Was modeled after the 1962 Superphonic 400 Ludwig. Japan made it. They made it so good that now uh, that's all I use is my five by fourteen or my six and a half by fourteen. Uh, snare drum, which is the brass snare drum. I have a die cast hoop on the top, triple flange on the bottom, and uh, any moon gel. I mean, it's I, I it's on every live show, every uh, session, every everything. I mean, it's just oh, they, yeah, my, they, they yeah, both how those long, drums they, work. And bless, I didn't make the decision. It's the engineers that tell me that that's your favorite drum. Bless yeah. you for coming through that and answering that question. We appreciate uh, John. That. Um, my friend John Worcester from the band Super Chunk. I don't know if you know that drummer. Great drummer. Asks. Um, he asked me to ask this of you if you if you played uh, the Superphonic or Acrylite on the Mellencamp stuff, or if you can remember at all. It's a gear. No, I gear do. Question. I, I use the Superphonic 400 on the Aha uh-huh record. That's what ah. I came up with. That's when I decided that was my favorite snare. Then on the the Scarecrow record, we used the Acrylite, but it was a very unique Acrylite. I've never heard one sound so cool. We tuned it to a certain pitch. We spent two weeks in the studio trying to get a cool drum sound oh, and yeah, then a cool guitar sound. You guys get too and much money. Never, 
Yeah. <laughs> you guys got to wait too much money. Two weeks on a snare drum town. Gave you money. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, sorry. dude. No, that's right. That's when they were big budgets and we had our yeah. own studio. Yeah. But anyway, so we could never get when they, we played the, the the guitar, which was a Les Paul through a Marshall. That sound that was great never sounded great when we got the drum sound. So eventually, we got this Acrolyte out, and I tuned it up to a certain pitch just before it would choke I was where we tuned it. We recorded the pitch, and every take I recorded, we'd check to make sure, sure that snare was tuned to that pitch. Right. Every take. Oh, man. And that, be and that became the sound of the Scarecrow record. Great record. And then, uh, Great record. Yeah, the next, I think on the Jubilee, I may have used that also. It sounds so good, the record. I don't know how they, they made it sound so good. Everything is so present and like is there, is mixed there, perfectly. I don't know. Is there, gate, like, yeah. is there a gate of reverb on that? Gate. They used a, there's a lot of things they used, but one of they one of the things they used was a, um, oh, now I'm spacing the name out. It was a nonlinear AMS. AMS. Ah, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I still have the AMF and on my stereo, yeah. <laughs> it has like no, a, it's a parallax equalizer. Yeah. It's an equalizer. It might have a little bit of compression, a distortion. Whatever we did, we put, we added that effect plus a couple of little bit of reverbs on different mics and then a compression and bingo we got that sound is there and any the room like, had a, is that there, room had a certain sound is yeah. there any thought put into like okay now we have this hot shit drummer like uh like say lonely all night where you play the, that that riff da -da 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 -da. Yep. like yep. okay we have we have kenny and he rules let's write the song around him a little bit is, is there any of that going on or it was already like written like that because i mean you know it, it, we, we, no well, i don't think so john what way it was John would write a song, play it on acoustic guitar, then it was up to me with to come up with a, a, a direction. I mean, I mean, John called me up one day. Uh, the Aha record was done, mastered, recorded. John calls up and says, Kenny, what are you doing? I said, I'm practicing. He says, well, I got this song. I, Good it's answer. A, it's going to be the, fir <laughs> the first hit on the record. I went, well, I thought the record was mastered and mixed. He said, yeah, 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 but I got this new song, oh, oh. and it's going to be the first single. <laughs> He comes over to my house, and the first thing he said to me was, Hey, listen, fucker, don't fuck this up. This is a hit thing. <laughs> and I kind of, I went, Wow, I feel really relaxed. I feel really <laughs> mellow. I'm ready to yeah, work. I'm ready back. to serve. Well, listen, uh, you're yeah. a pro. Like, Have you ever felt like you messed anything up, like in the studio or something, and you went back and you're like, Damn, I kind of blew it. But I don't, I, I don't see that from you. No, no, oh. I, I have. I definitely have. And, uh, what I, what I aspire to, and I'm doing these days, is I'm always aspire to get a complete take from beginning to end yeah. with no punching in. Live. Because yeah. when, you, when, you, when you record that way, you, there's an urgency, there's a desperateness, yes. there's a, yes. an you emotional... Can, you can hear it. You're on the line. Yeah. And you can hear it, and you can Absolutely. feel it, can and it affects it. everybody. Hundred percent agree there. Right? Yeah. Uh, you, yes. Do you like? Do you, do you, you like? Can't, Franken you can't Frankenstein those parts is, together. It's, I mean, it's all the same now. But I mean, do you prefer recording to tape or something like live? Uh, just doing a reel to reel, like you know, just just. Oh, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love recording reel to reel. You have the your own studio, right? Reel to reel it does make you feel like you know you can only get three takes on one reel. You don't want to be the guy. Yeah. 
fucking up the, the session. No, yeah, so no. you you have to be you have to be have the right tempo, the right feel, the right parts, the right fills, the right equipment. Everything's got to be right because in the old days they built everything around the drums. Nowadays, in about 2005, I was doing a Michelle Branch session, and I came in, and it was like, whoa, it was a finished song, except for the drum parts were uh, programmed. So I looked at the producer, I said, are you keeping all these parts that I'm going to play to? He said, yes. So now... I'm overdubbing to a finished record. Uh, As a drummer, that's bad. Like, if you're Paul McCartney playing bass over the Beatles stuff, that's one thing. But if you're a drummer, that sucks. That's, like, really hard. Overdubbing drums is one of the hardest things. Yeah. Well, check this out. So, of course, I I have a mixer outside. With my drums, I put the click way up, put the uh, loops way up, and away we go. I I get a take. I know when I got a take. (laughs) And um, And this is it. I look at... I look at the uh, I look in the control room and nobody is reacting. Oh. I take my headphones. No, what I do is I take my headphones off, and I, I, you know, I I meet them. I go in. I say, "Is there anything wrong?" Yeah. And the producer said, "The producer songwriter said, well, you tell me.'" I went, "Holy shit!" No. Nope. Right. I go up to the mixing board. You know, this is I'm in fight or fight mode. Yeah. I go to the mixing board and I say to the engineer, "Bring up the click. Bring up the drums." Perfect. Yes. Right with the click. Yes. Bring up the loops. Bring up the click. Bring up the drums. Perfect. And I went, and what was happening is I sounded laid back. So I went, somebody's rushing because I sound laid back and I'm playing with the click. So I said, bring up the rhythm guitars with the click. They were way on top of the beat. Bring up the drums with the click and the rhythm guitars. Aha. There's the problem. I look uh... over at the producer and he says, uh, I'm, I'm kind of rushing. He played those parts. I went, don't worry about it. I got it. Because uh, I don't. He's hey-o. the producer, so I go out. You told him. I go out, but I also didn't want to leave it like, yeah, you messed it up. You got to fix it. I went. Well, I'll take care of it. As I'm walking back to the drum set, I'm thinking, what are you going to do, Kenny? How are you going to solve <laughs> this? And I went. All right. That's I get there. of you as it stands. I, Team I turned the, the loops off. I turn the click way down, and I bring up the acoustic guitars way up. He's hitting the field. And I play the acoustic guitars, and now we sound like a band. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Is it hard playing with the click? Do you, do, would you prefer not to? I, I, can, I can do it either way. It's totally <laughs> cool. Click it. Be honest with you, playing with a click is easy. Yeah. It's when you're yeah. not playing with a click uh, that you have to be very aware. Of. I step out of my body and... I, I memorize the sound of the click and the tempo, and I step out of my body and observe myself sure. as if I'm the producer to make sure that I'm sounding great. And that goes with the serving the song, you know. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. if you play without Absolutely. a click, if you play without a click, you're really on the on the uh, on the spot to serve the song. Absolutely, yeah. And I mean, when I'm doing drum tracks, I I consider myself. The producer at that moment. Yeah. I, it clicks on the. On the me, I'm sorry, Kenny. Excuse me. It, it clicks on the uh, Mellencamp albums. Wait, uh, good, good question. The, I would start every song with the click and then shut it off. Yeah. Once ah, the band yeah. came out. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. You know why? It really helped. It made the, the songs breathe, and uh, it really, really helped a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I think that so kind of like we do. we'd start it off and then shut it off. Open open chord, Mellencamp, like Americana kind of rock songs. 
I, I, that makes so much sense. You just start with yeah. the click and then turn it off. But there is still, <laughs> it really there, does. There's still know? like the Rolling Stones looseness on those songs. You need the, absolutely. You need, you need some looseness. What is uh, the? Uh, oh, absolutely. What do you, you work? You know, it's the. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, the thing is, is that the, look at when I get real deep. You know, mediocrity is in across the board now in the world. It's acceptable to be mediocre. I don't accept it at all. Um, Fuck the yeah. other thing is, is that. The, the other thing is, is yeah, that. I, um, <laughs> I said, "Fuck yeah, John!" Come on. I tried to. If clap. Your name is Eric. You're Eric Clapton. Right. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever play with Clapton? You probably did, you son of a bitch. I did. Yes, I did. I knew you did, you bastard. <laughs> yeah, no. I've played with everybody. <laughs> you played with everybody. Who's some? <laughs> I want to hear so, about. Joe Cocker. Go ahead. Again. Joe Cocker is oh like an god. Oh, my God. That must have been dude, fun. You know, to hear that guy's voice every night brought me right back to Woodstock. I mean, I could not oh. believe I was playing with Joe Cocker at one point. Whoever's listening was the greatest rock star in the world at one point. Yeah. yeah. So for me to play with Joe Cocker and play those iconic songs, A Little Help for My Friends, you know, uh, you know, uh, Delta Lady, you yeah, name it, her, came in through the bathroom window. I mean, yeah. whatever it was, it was like, um, it was one of the greatest moments. Because, see, I, I'm all about authenticity. Yeah. I don't, I'm not the guy who's trying to be somebody. I'm Kenny fucking Aronoff. Yeah! Yes! So, yeah. and I mean, that's not, that's Serious. not an ego thing. I am the guy, what you hear, what you see... Is twenty four seven when I'm yes. sleeping, when I'm awake, I'm the same guy. Yes. When I'm talking for Marathon Petroleum, or if I'm talking for Real Estate One, or if I'm on stage, or if I'm on this radio show, yeah. I am the same guy. Yes, it's not an act. Yeah, it, you are, dude. Dude, it's the I best interview we've ever what, done. We've done what, like three hundred shows. This is our six years on the air, and this is the best interview interview I've ever heard. Man. So, so how do you meet Joe Cocker? Oh, how do you start playing with him? Excuse me, Kenny's on the well, roll here. Um, I um, I got I got asked to. Um, oh, I know how it happened. I was on tour with uh, Tina. No, I was on tour with John Fogarty. Yeah. Thirty-four shows. Uh, I think it was two thousand. Opening up for uh, Tina Turner in Europe. All right. And uh, the the the, the manager for Joe Cocker is the same manager for Tina Turner, same manager for Pink, uh, Janet <laughs> nice. Jackson, yeah, yeah, yeah. and 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 on and on. So he asked to speak to me, which is a big deal. Uh, Roger Davies and Roger is a very very sweet man, and we take a walk, and he says to me, "We I have a situation." And I'm wondering if you're available to help me with this. I'm like, whoa, what are we talking about? He says, well, the bass player and the drummer are not really in sync. They're not getting along on the Joe Conker tour. Right. And when um, this tour is over, Tina is going to the United States. Mm -hmm. And I know that John Fogarty's not working. And I'm wondering <laughs> if you would like to join the Joe Conker tour. wrestle a gator on the bar. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, I said, you know, he asked me if I would join the Joe Cocker tour and finish her tour in the United States for three or four months. And I went, are you kidding? Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, that was that. I, I learned the Holy show. Holy cow, man. I went. What a performer. I don't even know. If, 
I, I don't even know if we rehearsed. I think we just. Yeah, you know, it's got, how much, how, much, it's, it's, it, how much fun is it to play with like Joe Carter? Like, you don't have to rehearse. Like, you, it's just rock drumming and you. you can, no, no, I do have to rehearse. Oh, dude, let me yeah. let me explain something. You play ba- explain bathroom something. window. I mean, you've 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 heard it a million times. You grew up with the Beatles. Yeah, and you know, I you know the, what? Yeah, that doesn't mean you know it. Right. Uh, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Okay. Uh, when I when I when I play, I've I've filled in for Sticks, Goo Goo Dolls, uh, you know, uh, um, Buffalo, you know, uh, Joe Parker, uh, uh, you Paul name Westerberg. it. What uh, I do is yeah. I write, I get the, the the live show tapes, and I write out every fucking note, every yeah. cymbal crash, every tom tom, every snare, every kick drum, because right, when I it. step in oh, and I'm playing these parts. They are used to hearing these parts, right. these tempos, these drum fills. And my job is to keep the tour going. Yes. That's it. Yeah, that's yes. the most I'm there pro, and, pro, and pro when thing I do I've ever that, heard. When I, when I do that, it makes the artist or the band happy. Then I can start adding different fills if I feel it's appropriate. But at the beginning, I give them what they're familiar with. Yeah. It's still going to feel different because Kenny Aronoff is... It's different. Everybody's different. You know? Well, you, you, you could play the exact same part and like hit differently with dynamics. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, the, but then, exactly. So and, and after a while, you loosen up and you could start doing a little, you know. Yeah. I make musical there. musical decisions. Now, yeah. on my chart, hey, I have yeah. every tempo. I have lyrics in certain places. I have cues. I have look at this guy, look at that guy. I have it all written down. <laughs> I mean, I know every everything. It's uh, it's like I'm being well. Basically, it's I I don't want to fail. I don't want to fail. Right. So yeah. my my risk managers come in and say, you have to, you know, you have to you have to do this this and this. I assume nothing. I act as if I know nothing. Right. And I drill myself and rehearse myself and. I mean, I'm I'm like like a, a Navy SEAL about this shit. Where do you and think- nobody will talk me out of doing it any way differently. Uh, little Johnny Worcester in the chat box was asking about uh, the Westerberg sessions. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, dys- cool. dyslexic heart. So it was funny. But right before we uh, had you on, we were talking about uh-huh. right right before the show started. We're like, did he play on dyslexic heart? And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. it entered my mind that we didn't know. Bah! And I'm like, shit, yeah. it is him, because you could hear the, the you could just hear yeah. that hard-hitting thing. Do you remember things about that session? Oh, man, I was, I was like, I thought that was the coolest thing that I was getting to record with him. <laughs> I loved it. Oh, yeah. man. the song was perfect for me. Yes. Absolutely. And it was perfect for you. It's absolutely, <laughs> it is. Absolutely. Dude, I mean, see, that, that, that's where a producer is smart. And he ca- he's like a director of a movie, and he he casts his uh, musicians like he's making a movie. Yeah. Like maybe I was Christian Bale on that session, or maybe I was De Niro. Yeah, yeah, you, you know, I, I'd you, like to you, think that. Yeah, yeah well. you hear that song and just like, oh shit, we gotta call Kenny. I'm thinking more Kenny's like Joe Pesci, but 
Like, yeah, can it? Yeah, yeah. You call, <laughs> and it's like. You think that's funny? You think that's funny? Like, funny like that. Uh-huh. No, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, like, you hear a song, and it's like, oh, we got to call Kenny Aronoff, because he's, got, he's right. got this. And I was wondering, like, I've heard that song a million times, because uh, Pat and I are huge Replacements yeah. fans, as as pretty much probably everyone except for Peter in, in this room is. And then, like, uh, I thought it was, like, uh, listening to it, I thought it was Darryl. Steve Jordan. Or, or, or somebody oh, wow. like that. That's a compliment. Who hits really yeah. like you know just just the like the solid boom bop and just like yeah. you know you don't have to play the fancy fill to know that it's you. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I you know once again serve the song. Exactly. Know? Yeah, man, you served it there, and that you know that I don't know, man. I mean, there are some artists <laughs> like uh, Bob Seger. When I toured with Bob Seger. He wanted every note the way he was used to hearing it, like on the yeah, record. Every yeah. note. Is that hard? Every note. No. I have it all written out. Like I told you, I write it out. Right, That's but easy. if you felt like you wanted to play another fill, like you had to, like, did you have to like, hold back and be like, I can't do it? No. What I would do is I really felt like going for it. I would until I heard differently. Right, but every drummer, like, you know, like when you talk about serving the song, you also have a song in your head, and the way you play, everybody, obviously every single person plays completely differently. So is it... Well, it, let, let, let me put it this way. Okay. I was a, a featured drummer for a night at the Whiskey of Go-Go, one of the most iconic uh, clubs sure. in L.A. on Sunset, and they were, fe- they were doing a Led Zeppelin night, and they were featuring me. I played eight songs. I had a lot of other drummers, and... The way I prepared for that is I, I actually I had a root canal. Then I went to my studio and practiced for four hours straight, nonstop, right. nonstop, memorizing every single note. I actually had a lot of the songs written out. I'd played these songs before, and I told somebody I did that. I went, oh, man, you don't need to practice. You know that stuff. I went, do I? Do I really know that stuff? Can I play like John Bonham? No way. I said, the very least, I can try to sound like him. So for me, (laughs) a guy like John Bonham, those parts are iconic. Iconic. They're not, if you do anything too far outside of what John Bonham did, to me, that's disrespectful. Right. Uh, And believe me, there's going to be 10 guys in the front row going wrong. Ask, wrong, uh, wrong, yeah. ask fucking Phil Collins so, at Live Aid. This is a, I play drums for. I, I don't mean to uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> compare my experience in life to Kenny Aronoff, <laughs> but I, I play drums for a, a Black yeah. Sabbath cover band, and I'm watching like these people in the front row going, "No, nope, that's not nope. it. You're fucked up." But like, what am I supposed to memorize every goddamn? Yeah, thing? yes. Uh, yeah, well, you are. Yeah. I guess I'm playing for fucking Led Zeppelin. You're supposed you're to. I wasn't getting paid. <laughs> you guys were fucking great that night. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> hey, just a second. Hey, Gina. Gina. Gina, is it time to open up that other bottle? <laughs> You're hey, live on the radio. Kenny, have you ever uh, had any problems with drinking, or uh, did you stop for a while? No, you, no you're okay. Yeah, you're a couple. Gina, come on. Hey. Um, no, I, I've never. You know what it is. Tonight is date night, and instead of spending my time with my wife, I'm I'm hanging with you guys. Bless you. I'm so sorry. You can go uh, have sex with your wife if you want. It's date night. No, that's all right. But the thing is, is that I'm very, very fortunate. My career was always more important than, uh, you know, partying. And I, sure, I'm having tonight's a Friday night. My, Gina, 
they're all, they're all want to know if you'll bring me another glass of wine. Yeah, we're all drinking here. <laughs> you know I'm English, right? Hello. I'm more likely I've to throw the fucking wine yeah. at you and fill your glass up right now. Oh, oh my God. How'd you score an English broad with like the hottest voice ever? How'd you Let me that? tell you something. Gina, give me a little more of your English. Oh. This, this woman is so... This girl is so gorgeous. Right now. She's a combination of a... Just my wife is so gorgeous. She's a combination of like a supermodel and uh, a playmate and a super athlete. Oh, She's gorgeous. Lucky right. boy. But if you cross her, lucky boy. She'll, she'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> all the all the, Gina, all the Gina's I know are from I'm Staten not, Island. So hey. so so slice your throat. Wait, Hello, I'm Gina. French, and I don't go and get your food or drinks for you. Come <laughs> <laughs> on. Pour us another pint. Gina, can you hear me? Is uh, worse is... another fight, Gina. She's great. Gina is 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 uh being with Kenny the happiest you've ever been, or you're just waiting it out. You figure you know have a heart attack on stage. Are you asking her? Yeah. That question before, yeah. What's your answer, Gina? <laughs> now that you're all over New England. How old are you? How old are you, Kenny? What are you like, fifty-five? Um, no, no. It's been fourteen years, so I'm obviously here for a good reason. Yeah. I'll leave you with that. She's going to leave you with that. Yes. He's a fucking... She's, uh, he's she's, uh, she's, she's amazing. I mean, there's uh, no dull moments with this English girl. She is I've been married for 17 years. Life. Uh, I, I'm a fun guy to everybody except my wife. She doesn't think I'm funny at all. Hey. <laughs> hey, you know what? Hey, 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 hey. Kenny. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, good. I'm, I'm Kenny Aronoff. We're going to tell a story. She's like, whatever. That, that's that's my life. <laughs> whatever. 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 You Lord, like you fucking play for Johnny Cougar. I don't fucking care. Right. Uh, let me tell you yeah. about this time I uh, filled in say, for say, Jimmy uh, Chamberlain. Do you feel bad? <laughs> All right. So uh, 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 working with Billy Corgan, we, we, oh. we do a lot of Billy Corgan stuff on the show. Hey. Yeah. Oh man! Yeah, awesome. uh, you had no problems. Shake Everything is cool. You like the Smashing Pumpkin songs. You don't think Billy Corgan? Right. Who's the- oh, um, you know what? Uh, Billy Corgan. Listen, what an honor! And Jimmy Chamberlain and I are friends. What Great an honor drummer. to play yeah, Jimmy Chamberlain this, to be the the guy that took his place. And you know, the, the audition was like this. I remember I learned every single, of course, every song on Gish Siamese Dream. And uh, melancholy. Yeah. And at the John day Kruger before <laughs> I fly from L.A. Oh. to uh, New York, uh, I get a call from the manager. Who said, uh, "Don't worry about knowing any of the Smashing Pumpkin songs. <laughs> Billy doesn't care if you know any of them." After I'd learned every single one. <laughs> All right. You have charts written out. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, you guys play Siva. That. That's good. <laughs> when I auditioned. Um, uh, uh, when I auditioned, uh, uh, Billy, I, 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 Billy didn't even walk in till one in the morning because he was mixing something. Uh, he walks in, extremely bold and confident, smiling, walks in, shakes my hands, says, Billy Corgan, nice to meet you. Takes off his jacket, picks up his guitar, and looks at me and goes, okay, we already know how to play loud. We already know how to play fast. I want to do something with textures and, and like kind of Pink Floydish. I went, okay. So we start kind of doing colors. I'm hitting symbols. Then I add toms, and I'm thinking, man, we got to get a beat going here. So I start I- introducing a beat, 
and then we start going, and, and then I went, you know what? This is starting to get boring. So I started ah. pu putting the pedal down, put the pedal down, then I crushed it so hard. <laughs> Billy gets Billy go, gets totally into it. But the wild thing is Darcy's looking over to the right, and James is looking to the left, and Billy's right in front of me, and we're like, it felt like it was the white stripes for a minute there. And... And then I thought, God, I mean, it doesn't seem like they're into it. I guess I'm going to be on tour with Fogarty next year. Oh. <laughs> at, the, at the end of that, check this out. At the end of that, that, that jam, I looked at Billy and I said, well, is there anything you'd like me to do differently to make it better? You know, he looked at me and smiled and went, just do more of what you just did. Yeah. <laughs> you did that. That was it. Yeah. I go to the I, next day. I go to the airport. I get a phone call from the manager. Says Billy wants you to go on tour with him. Wow! All right, that's awesome. That's amazing. And I be, and, and and truthfully, I think that question of what can I do to help you was made him made might have made him think. Well, I can work with this guy. Well, yeah. Because everybody auditioning was a great drummer. Well, I got Honestly, I got like, news for you. The reason is because you're 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 the best. No, but also, like, like, you know what? There's a lot of talented people out there in yeah, all fields. Yes. It's not just how good you are. That's yes. the lesson. It's not just how good you are. Well, there's, it, it there's goes back other to the ingredient uh, that communication skills, be a team player, leadership skills, uh, humbleness, uh, the ability to serve the artist but still be yourself. Play in the band. It's very. Do you, when you when you when you show up to something like that, and uh, you know you don't want to be a studio guy, you're like, I'm in the band now. Do you do you get, go to yeah. that mindset, right? Absolutely, I turn into a band guy. And the thing is, is because really, I mean, that's how I started. I mean, my story is, I'm in Western Mass. I'm playing outside. My mom yells at me and my brother to come <laughs> inside. There's nothing on TV to watch. All of a sudden, there's this black and white RCA TV set with the end. You know, the rabbit ears with the tinfoil on it to get reception. And there's the Ed Sullivan show. And there's four guys on the show tapping their feet. They're, they got suits on and they're playing rock and roll. And they're saying, she loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I go, holy those guys shit, are what monkeys. is this? I'm jumping all over the place. And I say to mom, who, who are those guys? And she says, oh, well, they're the Beatles. So I said to my mom, honest to God, I said, well, I want to do that. Call them up. I want to play with them. <laughs> right, you're like, uh, what, 10 years old? Call 12 years up. old at yeah. the time, right? 11. 11. So, when, so when, 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 she obviously didn't, she didn't call them up, so I started my own band called the Alley Cats two weeks later, <laughs> and we played Beatles music. Nice. That's, that's, and now here's the beauty of this. 50 years later, 50 fucking years later, I'm called by Don Wars, the musical director, to play on a CBS special called The Night That Changed America, honoring the Beatles for the Ed Sullivan Show. So now I get to play with Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr 50 years later, You're honoring right. him for that You're show right I saw at 11 years old. Nice. Bam. I want to ask you, ask you real quick, though. Have you, have you ever entered into a situation where you didn't feel like you didn't fit? Good question. Um, wait, wait, wait. There, there is a situation where I thought, wait a minute, what did I think? Oh, I can't remember. Got a was, well, you know what, actually, when I was auditioning for the Pumpkins, I thought, well, it doesn't feel like, nobody's like, dang, man, you're great, man. That's cool, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I felt right. like, wow, I don't think they like me. So actually, I thought, 
that I wasn't going to get the gig and they didn't like me. But okay, that was right. that was as Billy says the pumpkin's way. They don't show emotion <laughs> like that. Too too cool That's for school. Well, did did right, you yeah, feel like yeah. you know? Uh, I mean, the, the pumpkin drumming on uh, at least on those first couple albums is so aggressive that. Like, uh, it feels like if you're not in the band, you have a problem, you know. Really, stylistically I'm sure you can handle everything, no problem. But it's like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you got to be way aggressive I about it. I mean, he is... Yeah. He's, he's amazing. Jeez, he's, I mean, he's one of my he favorite drummers. He is absolutely yeah. stunning. He is, he's a stunning drummer. He's, he's, he's getting... You know, you know what he really said to is. me? He saw me... Uh, we were both doing a clinic in, uh, I think, London. And I, I went into his dressing room, and I, he wasn't in there. And all of a sudden, I hear, hey, kid, what are you doing? Jimmy, <laughs> you're going through my stuff. Oh, you're going through his stuff? <laughs> and Jimmy said, I, I, gave, I gave him a hug, and I looked at him. He's got these real intense eyes. And he, and he said to me, we had dinner that night. He said, you know, i got to tell you, you're the only guy that's ever played with the Pumpkins that did it right. He says, you did you played like you. Yeah. yeah. And that well, awesome? I mean, that is like... I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you got to play like you, right? Yes. You could, you could, you could mimic it, and you could write it all down. But at the end of the day, it's going to be Kenny Aronoff. It's not going to be, you know, whoever else. Here, 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 here is here is the absolute heavy, uh, <laughs> deep shit. Okay, so geek it up, man. We love you're it. right. At the end of the day, you got to be you. You absolutely do in life. It's your life. There is no nobody. There's no duplicate of anybody. But the weird. The weird part is when you're being a, a good soldier in a situation where you're taking, uh, uh, you know, uh, instructions from sure. a great artist, whether yeah. it's Springsteen or Sting or, or Billy Corgan or Dave Grohl or Chris Cornell or whoever the guys, B.B. King, Ray Charles, I played with yeah. all Johnny of them. Cash. Johnny Cash, yeah. don't forget Cash. What you say? Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash, yeah. Johnny Cash, absolutely. Willie Nelson, Loretta Lynn, uh, George Jones. I mean, the you know everybody. So or is Leonard Bernstein with the the Boston Symphony Orchestra. You know, but the, the bottom line is that to be, I'm trying to serve them. Yeah, and it's a fine line between when you be yourself 100 percent and when you serve what you know, give them what they want. You got to give them what you want, what they want, but you still can be yourself at the same time with emotion and feel. And I say, always try to be yourself until they tell you they'd rather have something else. And then right. at that point, it's are you capable of giving them what they want, yeah. even if it's not exactly what you want? Right. I'm the type of guy who can do anything. I, I know how to do that. I understand it's a job. I understand I'd rather be myself, but I am capable of doing anything. I, I believe that in myself. I feel like uh, you're the kind of guy that you know it's a job. You go in, but and you're going to play uh, as best as you can, be as completely prepared as you can. And then if you go off kilter and someone tells you, hey, that's not what we want, you back off, and that's it. That's the job. Absolutely. It's Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I mean... <laughs> I don't see it any other way. Is there? Uh, I, I literally don't. Steely Dan, crap, not crap. <laughs> we play a game, Kenny. It's called crap, not crap. I I can't play it with crap, Kenny. not crap. Kenny's got too many. That's means it, yeah. Like he's probably you've probably played with everybody on this list. I can't do it. Kenny's got to go drink wine with his wife and yeah. go date night. Yeah. Frank Zappa, crap, <laughs> crap, not crap. Here we go. 
You, crap is bad, not crap is good. Thank you. Thank you. Crap is bad, not crap is good. Oh, I got that, yeah. Okay. You Frank play, Zappa. You play with Bruce Springsteen? Many times. Uh, he's a good guy, right? He's a great guy. Yeah. Man. He's the type of guy who goes, Envy hey, Kenny, life. how you doing? Or when I, when I honored him and I played with Sting, and we honored him at the Kenny Center Honors, at the after party, he went, Kenny's hey, Kenny, uh, you sounded really good. Or maybe I played with him and we were honoring Sting. But either way, he said, I'm confused about all those times. Really I'm good tonight. I mean, he's really nice. Yeah. Nice. Salt yeah. of the earth. I don't think Bruce Springsteen has ever been a dick to anybody in his entire life. You know, it seems like a good guy. Not crap. Except okay. Chris Christie. So, uh, just, uh, all right, so I'll just do one crap, not crap with you. Steely Dan. Would you uh, listen to a Steely Dan record? Wait, what was the question? Is Ste- does Steely Dan suck or not? Crap, crap or not, not crap? Not crap. He do- they don't suck. That's what I want to say. They do not there suck. They are amazing. Right. Brilliant. Genius. Right. Genius. Would you put on a Steely Dan record? I did last night. Yeah, there you go. Oh, all right, there we go. What did is you it, say? What, did what, I, would what, I play what, on it or did I play one? Uh, um, did, I play? <laughs> did you ever play with Steely Dan? No, I wish I would. I, I would be a huge honor to play on a Steely Dan record. But last night I was playing Asia. Is there? Oh, nice. <laughs> Do you play every single night? Uh no sometimes no sometimes I don't but I do have that functional practice routine that I try to do every day and when I'm on tour I do it three times a day nice. before sound check before Man. the show and before I go to bed that's that's big that's big big you know I admire your uh, commitment to everything I mean you know Jesus God you're practicing three times a day I want Car- Kenny uh, playing in my band if I'm going on Lighter Man <laughs> yeah, or whatever well, you know, sure, or recording that. a yeah, record you know what it's fire Danny Jesus, you want yeah, you, not you want me the, on your team no matter what you're doing trust me you want me on your team <laughs> that's it sign him up it's fair it's fair. A question, a question uh, for. Uh, Go ahead, Mario. Me. Mario is your age. He's sixty-seven uh, years old. Uh, you're sixty-five. I got a, you. Got a few on. Kenny's sixty-five. Hey, hey, what? Hey, Mario. Yeah. Mario. That's it. W- where do you live? Where do you live? I live here in uh, Queens, New York. Now, Middle Village, New York. I grew up in Brooklyn. Wow. Mario has. I, know, a, uh, I, I, I love the Beatles. I I know that feeling because when I was young, that was the first song that came out of my mouth. And that and my uh, uncle gave me the Young Rascals record and Magical Mystery Tour. <laughs> and, and that was it. That was wow. the beginning of it. You oh, know, so I, I went and saw the Young Rascals uh, with my father because my girlfriend stood me up. I was 13 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Felix Cavalieri. They did a Broadway revival <laughs> two years back, which was amazing. Everybody. Uh, what's his name? Was sitting right in front of oh, me. Oh, my uh, wife's calling me. Oh, all right. <laughs> what does she want? Companionship. Hey. Uh, we're going to have to. Look. I don't know. I, I think our time Uh-oh, is running out. Oh, you're in out. trouble now, man. Uh, you're in my, the doghouse. My, my question was you uh, people are sending you music now for you to record and send it back. How does that work? You, well, I have a studio and they send me demos. I asked them to send me a quick track that they recorded with the song, with the, 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 the drum sequence. And, um, um, and they uh, and they, and then I want the song without the drum sequence, and then I play uh, to the tr- the click track. I put I import the click track and I import the the uh, drum sequence without. I mean the the song without the drum sequence, and I give them three takes. And I have an engineer that engineers it all, 
so that it really sounds professional. So you, you have your own studio, and uh, you uh, bands can book time yeah. and stuff like that. Do you want to uh, plug that and tell everyone where they can go? Well, the, the, yeah, the, the, the studio is called Uncommon Studios LA, and um, I have a website. If you go on my website, www.kennyarov.com, and you go to the Uncommon Studios part, you can uh, email me, and uh, and I, I'll send you my rates and everything, and People do it all the time, every day, you know, and uh, cool. you from gotta, all over the world. Do you try to keep it affordable for, uh, you know, regular bands? Yeah, and well, absolutely. And 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 the, the the prices. I mean, it's very affordable to get me at this point in my career with yeah. what I know and the sounds and everything. But I mean, but if you have no money, then <laughs> it's not affordable. <laughs> but, I didn't say it, no money, but I mean, like you know, it's, you know what I mean. Money. Like, hey, listen, you can go record with Kenny Aronoff and not spend a million bucks. You can actually go. No, 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 no. It's very reasonable. I think it's uh, actually. Some people would think I'm not charging enough, but yeah. I think I'm right where it it it, it will be affordable in the market we're in right now. Yeah. Some people may think it's too much. Some people might think, oh, my God, that's all. So, yeah, yeah. there you go. So also, go to KennyAronoff.com. Kenny, do you have anything else to plug? Uh, I, I, I'm sorry to keep you so long. I re really appreciate you staying yeah, on the yeah, phone you. for so long with us. Oh, no, thank you. No, I absolutely. I know it's dating. Um, and, uh, I, I, just in, I, I, just, I can tell you some of the things I'm doing. Um, uh, I've been playing with Jerry Lee Lewis, who's like one of the greatest oh, yeah. uh, Never heard uh, rock and roll artist ever i mean Who? this guy <laughs> Who? What? oh yeah. man i can't believe it he's still kicking around man he's still playing live yeah. games man. you're playing with jerry lee well, he just yeah i'm playing oh, with once man. a month he's a very 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 excited to be playing uh music these days he's had a hip replacement this guy Ooh. he's amazing he's the real deal i mean yeah, there aren't is. that many real deals left anymore and he's one he's one of them yes. i mean this yeah. guy is the guy that Elvis looked up to, uh, Carl Perkins, Johnny Cash, sure. the Stones, the Beatles, uh, and, and Little Richard. They all looked up to this guy. Absolutely. My, my, favorite, my favorite Jerry Lee Lewis quote was he was being interviewed one time and they went to his house and he had the original piano that he learned on, the upright. And it was worn, yeah. the ivory was worn through, and the nails were sticking out of it, and there was blood all over it. <laughs> and the interviewer goes, is that blood? And he said, yeah, they got that from me playing them. <laughs> you idiot! Oh my God! So what does he have? A, oh he has yeah. a, month, a monthly residency. He Wait, plays somewhere once playing, a month. You're playing no, with no, right now. He just plays. I think he gets offers to play all the time, but he picks one place uh, every month to play. I just yeah. did uh, Vegas, uh, the uh, the Rockabilly Festival they have there for the last 24 years. The Straight yeah. Cats were the headliners. Yes. We played right before the Straight Cats. Straight, straight man. Back together. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Gene Vincent and the, and the whole thing. You ever play with Little Richard? Yes, I did. I played oh. the Grammys with Little Richard, nice. Jerry Lee Lewis, and John Fogarty. Oh, man. Nice. Is there anything you haven't done? It's like, you ever play drums with Jesus Christ? You know, <laughs> Pontius Pilate. No, no. Uh, uh, no, I know. It's, it's, I know. It's, it's funny, crazy, though. right? But it's funny how life um, works. I, Before I let you go, I, you know, do you, is there, like, is it is it worth it? <laughs> What? Like, is just yeah. does everyone just like you know? Is it just does life just suck for everybody? Yes. <laughs> Not for me. Good way. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. Got I want to. I want a little hope. 
That's how to go out on a high note, John. <laughs> um, oh, I, I should tell you, I'm going to be in your area playing at Jones Beach. Nice. Uh, John Fogarty and ZZ Top together oh. were playing in your area. I'm yeah. going to come down and harass you. Yes. What's your favorite ZZ Top album is, and why is it Tejas? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, then I go to Europe. I go to Europe uh, July 2nd, and I have my own band called Supersonic Blues yeah. Machine, which features guitar players, and Billy Gibbons will be our guitar player. No Me and this guy, Brad Brizio Grossi. That's, yeah. that's nice. All, all over Europe. It's badass. <laughs> that is badass. Billy Gibbons is going to play guitar. <laughs> Does Gina put up with this all the time, that you're away all the time? You, uh, you know. She's like, ah. Oh. Gina, Gina, Gina can deal with it. I'm the one that doesn't want to travel away from her as much because she's so Goddamn gorgeous! Oh, yeah. she, 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 what a sweetie you she, are! She doesn't break your chops like uh, you know. I know you're out there talking to chicks while you're on top. Oh well, no, dude. She's broken my chops many times, and I well deserved, <laughs> well deserved. But uh, no, no, there's no reason to break my chops anymore. I'm, I'm yeah, extremely just... in love and loyal to her. That's oh. right. She's a, I love her. She's the best man. She's adorable. Anyway, I, 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 it, yeah, I mean. You know, it's it's I, I'm I'm like a Navy SEAL. I've always got my bags packed. I'm always ready to go. <laughs> I was born to play uh, music, and it's uh, it's uh, it's I'm very fortunate. And oh. now I'm doing a lot of speaking, which is it, it incorporates my life story. Uh, so uh, it's that's on top of what I already do. I just handed in another book. It's a uh, self-help book, oh. basically talking about how to be successful in your life and career, right. and that'll come out. Some I don't know when, but is it'll that be out. A working title. So, is there anything else to uh, you want to? Well, it's about. I mean, one part of it. The first word so far right now is it's basically about time. And my opening line is, um, "Are you living your life loud, uh, or are you dying on the vine?" Because most people are dying on the vine. If you do nothing, you get nothing. Right. If you don't take action and go after what you want, then you will not be successful. And the people who are are going to take what you're waiting for. Right. Yeah. Zero equals zero. It's just like math. Well, you do nothing, you get nothing. Nothing falls out of the sky. You're not born successful. If there's a man, that stuff. If there's a man in rock and roll who hasn't taken the reins and uh, 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 worked his way, uh, you know, almost, uh, you know, forced his way into the Mellencamp band, and, and next yeah, thing right. you know, he's playing the Kennedy Center Honors with Ringo Starr and everybody else. It's, it's you, and, uh, you know, it's a terrible way to put it, but... Jesus, God, man, I can't thank you enough for coming. We calling have a tremendous in. amount of admiration for you, Absolutely. Kenny. Oh, man, Kenny Aronoff. Are you kidding yes, me? Yes, thank you. Kenny fucking Kenny. Aronoff. Thank and you. by the way, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Anybody, anybody. All right, you guys, awesome. Have a, have a great weekend. You enjoy. And, and awesome. Thanks Good. for having Kenny, me on the show. Kenny, I, uh, this is John Hulan. I can't thank you enough for calling in. This is probably the best interview uh, we've ever done in 300 shows. I, I, you know, I mean, wow. I could talk to you all day. Wow. Yeah, and, we're uh, motivated. It's, it's, it's super nice of you to call in and uh, give us a, a couple minutes of your time, and I really appreciate it, man. Oh, man, thank you, man. I had a blast. Now yeah, I'm going to go and spend time with my wife. You <laughs> All right, yeah. listen, I'll give you my phone number. Call me back in like half an hour. After yeah, you're a lucky man. Thank you, Gina. God bless you, Gina, and uh, God bless Kenny, Kenny Aronoff. Thank you, Kenny. Uh, I mean, you know, you. Jesus, God. Uh, thank Jesus. you. All right, you guys. Thanks, Take man. care. Call me anytime. All right, man. Thank you so much. Oh, my. <laughs> give him that freedom. He'll do Bye. it. Thanks, Kenny. All right. Bye. Oh, my God. Thanks, God. We just talked to Kenny Aronoff. Unreal. Oh, what a uh, fucking... Yes.
Amazing. Yeah, there are a lot of times where we like <sighs> stop the show and like, hey, we just we just talked to that guy. Take a know, minute. Take everybody. Take a minute. I think we should take. Just, a, oh, man. Take, take a, a breath. Here. Take a minute. And your goal. <sighs> let's get stoned. Let's listen to that. Let's listen to that <laughs> acolyte from uh, Rain <laughs> on the Scarecrow. Do you have weed? Yeah. I got nothing. Yeah, bring it. Put it in my heart, Pat. Yeah, you ready to go, Joe? Put, put it in my heart. That's yeah. always good. You got the thing? I got the thing. Yeah, do, right. it. Uh, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. I mean, I don't know what to say. Is that happening? I forgot to ask him about playing timpani. Uh, there were, I have a million questions. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Everything you got. Everything you got is right to the heart. What a great guy. Right to the heart. Oh, That guy's a man. real guy. That guy's a guy who would hang out Genuine in a bar with us. There are some things you want, and, and that's to do a show in a bar. And that's the guy you want in the ball. I wanted to talk about uh, full contact tackle football. He used to play with the with the band with the John Cougar Listen, Mellencamp. I'm like, I have notes. Like and it was mandatory. Quit lacrosse. He had the f- yeah. <laughs> mandatory. It was mandatory. Football. No pads. My tackle football. I, I forgot to ask him my. Fa- I'm, you know, I don't want to ask him this because he's. I not forgot. John I forgot Cougar. to know that mandatory no pads is my next band. My favorite John Cougar story is when uh, the doctor tells him he has a heart attack and he denies it so bad he refuses to believe it that he throws the doctor yeah. against the wall. And then, and then he lights and then he lights a fag and the oxygen tank explodes. Speaking of throwing things, what the hell did you throw before? What the hell was what? that? Smash the glass. What were you Go. doing? That's rock and roll. Mazel tov. <laughs> what were you doing? It's just life, Mario. It's just life. Are Scare you the kidding life? me? He's not dying on the vine. Yeah. There's glass on the floor, and you all of a sudden they're into melancholy. <laughs> Rain on the scarecrow, glass on the floor. Oh. Get the play, libertarian play back on the phone. Play a song. I gotta, I gotta get uh, tuned up. We'll be back <laughs> after these words. Nice, nice job, John. From John Cougar Melancholy. I mean, I'm, you know, that interview. T- Kenny Aronoff. Kenny fucking Aronoff. <laughs> You're wrong. Oh, Pete, that deadhead You're is wrong. coming through with some. I like uh Oh, I know why. I like Sorry, Joe Cocker. <laughs> Melissa Etheridge. I'm from Milwaukee. I've played in Bloomington so many times. Listen to that fucking drums. This guy's not fucking the acrylite. Well, I hope we, we we answer all your questions. Questions John Worcester, little Johnny Worcester. <laughs> Back after this. Yeah. The Rise Radio Nope. That's a good That's it. Step through on a wooden cross, blackbird in the barn. 400 inch acres that used to be my farm. Grew up like my daddy did, my grandpa cleared his land. When I was five, I walked the fence while grandpa held my hand. Traffic, weather, poker, and Mets talk on the fours, live from the barrage.
That's a snare drum clinic, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. That's Kenny Aronoff. Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? Yes. By the way, you're mad, man. Watch those oh, levels. I would say he, uh, that's the best guest ever. Kenny Aronoff can tumble uh, the fucking walls guests. down. Don't downplay our guest, John. Yeah. But he was downplay our guest. He's a I damn mean, good guest. Listen, that yeah. guy was but loose. Had some great yeah, if you want to be good, he guest, talk yourself fuck. up. He, walls he cursed. He tumbling down. He had a hot English <laughs> wife. <laughs> tumbling. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. I got me jublins up. What was the song for? Yeah. Uh, that was a uh, crumbling down by John Cougar Mellon. No, tumbling, crumbling all, all of a sudden, y'all like Cougar we were singing before. Yeah, we were singing the harmonies. It's a lonely Y'all like John Cougar It's a lonely for two lonely people like me. I'm doing the shittiest. Where's Josh Davis? It sounds like Jackson Brown to me. Dixie's not here. I don't know how to do harmonies without her. Dixie, Dixie, bring that loud. Yeah, she do it. I have Dixie's unintimidated record right Yeah, I can't believe I brought this down. I'm glad you did. I'm proud of that shit. Scott Walker is retiring and then leaving. And next week, guess who we have is. The orange stash. <laughs> Randy, what's his name? I get it wrong. Say it. Randy. Saturday. Randy Bryce. Randy Bryce. Randy Bryce. You know what? I wish Randy Bryce I was am, taking over from fucking Scott Walker, but he's not. I am so it's fucking Paul Ryan. Pumped. I think yeah, Paul Ryan is Paul like, Ryan. Uh, hey, uh, you know, listen, like this sucks. My whole he's like a solid, like like he's like ah crap. The deal is that seventy-five to eighty percent of Wisconsin fucking politicians. Suck balls. Yeah, let's move on with the game. Well, listen, yeah. I want to tell That's Josh it. something. So what's we, going on in Wisconsin? We have Wisconsin. A- <laughs> there are a lot of people who hate that guy, Randy Bryce. There is a huge wave. He'll be on next week. No, they don't hate him. Randy Bryce? Yeah. No. Totally. No, we I'm love Randy Bryce. He's not Randy fucking Iron Stash? No, well, people, I We're, tell you what, people's, he people's problem with Randy Bryce is that he's doing a national fundraising thing. It's, and people think oh, yeah. Should be, the this, problem the was, machine hate him. The problem, listen, the problem that Wisconsin has with Randy Bryce machine. is that he's not liberal enough. Right. This, he's not liberal enough, that he's not... Pushing hard enough Listen, against. I am so it's a lonely old Let me. Me wanna put my arms around you. I don't. I don't. I don't, don't want to like like cut you off. But Wisconsin has put up with such bullshit policies for so long. People uh, like been fighting, but you, you, you brought you brought an intimidated with you. We've been fighting. Risk reward tomorrow night. Josh. Much more is. Josh. Yes, Mario. I it's a Randy Bryce. Our union yeah. brings motivational speakers from Wisconsin Fantastic. to New York Plus. so they could tell us how yes. they got screwed and how fast it I, happened. Absolutely. And it's Why true. don't you work us? It was it's true. And, that, and we learned it was as quick a turnaround as fucking. What's happened in Wisconsin? Uh, yes. In my memory York, stick is overloading. Not, hey, you, should, you guys should make a radio show. We're mobilizing. Show. Hey, we yeah, have, I got news for you. We Listen. have teams. We have apps. Shut up. Listen, it's 11 o'clock. <laughs> we got a game and the news. And guess what? Right. Tommy Rockstar is not here tonight. What? So there because is no he, news. Where the fuck is Tommy Rockstar? Well, I will tell you where he is. He's busy. He thinks that the He's radio busy. show is secondary to him uh, going out and running around with Mr. Brownstone, the worst God cover band you ever heard in your life. Tommy oh, yeah, fucking he's Rockstar. I met Tommy Rockstar in Milwaukee. Oh, God, he came out to our fucking yeah. cassette DJ set. And I expected to see him here, and I am disappointed. Well, just look at Tommy yeah, Rockstar. Well, he, he thinks that uh, playing in the Guns N' Roses cover band is, is, is more important than coming music. here. He's not playing. I've been dancing with the Rose. Playing. Playing. Brownstone all day long, and I'm still here. 
Yo, Kev. That's right. Bro, Kev. Ryan has his what phony the fuck, business. Kev? Pat has his bar. The only one who has nothing to do with it and will be here forever is me, John. Give America <laughs> its first bono. <laughs> Pete, do you have other obligations? Once I forget what I was oh, doing. I'm By the way, so shit. anyway, th- what I was what? saying is that even though late. Tommy's not here. Man. Is there um, news? That's right. I Not only is Tommy not here, but I have uh, a news report from Tommy. Uh, thank you, Tommy. Uh, pre-recorded. So here's Tommy Rockstar with the news. What? For up-to-the-minute, late-breaking uh, nationwide news coverage, turn on your TV. To listen to a bunch of drunken buffoons with Rocky, goof on Tommy shit, Rockstar listen to Live from the Bronx I want to see Tommy. Friday I miss him. PM on Livestream.com. Here's Tommy Rockstar with the news. What's up, Tommy? Hello, love. From the TRNN World News Headquarters in New York City. Uh, this is good. the TRNN News Report for the week of Tommy. April 27th. Like I'm your host, Tommy Rockstar. <laughs> What's in there, Tommy? This story's out of Mexico. Being stuck in Mexico for a few days doesn't sound that bad, but a getaway for it's dozens so of Midwest families has turned into a traveler's nightmare, so this so according bad. to TRN reports. This is like ASMR. A late winter storm in Minneapolis so last weekend forced airline carrier Sun Country Air to cancel a all returning flights from Mexico to Minneapolis. However, since the airline's service was seasonal to begin with, Sun Country informed the stranded passengers that it had no plans to fly them back, forcing them all to make alternate plans with other carriers. Passenger Abby Rhodes of Detroit Lakes, Minnesota, and her family have been coming to Cabo San Lucas since 2004, but her latest trip was their first on Sun Country Air. Quote, I had no idea the airline was offering seasonal service only, Miss Rhodes told TRNN. You know, it's like really weird. <laughs> you have to pause him from time to time so you can yeah, tell jokes, John. I did. There's no jokes to tell her. I'm waiting for the toilet to He fly. sounds great. For I seven like days, the, the family had their vacation <laughs> planned until the day they were scheduled to leave. They got an like email from the airline, which YouTuber. read in part. He's wearing no pants, by the way. Alex Jones! What the fuck uh, is up? Quote, we regret to inform you. That your flight has been canceled due to inclement weather, like because of seasonal service, like and flights to your seasonal. destinations have concluded. You need to make other arrangements with other airlines for your return. We apologize for any inconvenience, Rhodes told TRNN. Rhodes said she understood the weather caused plane cancellations and other closures, but surprised that the company's response was so stark. Quote, the fact that they felt it was okay to send an email along telling everybody does, to find... Does anyone here <coughs> listen, have any idea what he's talking I, I, I about? No, 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 I don't care. Your own way home the doesn't seem right to me. I wanted Tommy Rockstar in my arms. In my arms. Well, it's not I wanted to hug him. Shut up and listen. It's credit a rep no. from Sun Country Air told TRN that it <laughs> soon realized that... Says. As soon as it realized that it was unable to accommodate passengers, they gave all passengers a full refund and to make alternative plans. We'll have more on this story as it develops. Oh, good. I can't wait to hear. What did he just say? Is there more the story's out of Delaware. Tommy! <laughs> Wesley College has announced... He's like hiding in a closet somewhere. <laughs> Mom, he, I'm he's doing ho- something. He's in the hospital oh, room, and his, his, his dad's like... Ah, Mom, come room. on. I'm doing something. <laughs> Tommy's calls are coming from inside the house. <laughs> this is definitely the same bathroom where Weird Al did my bologna from the first time. It's the same and bathroom now in where the George news, Michael did other things. It's from inside the A-frame. <laughs> Property taxes in, in Wilston Sorry. Park have gone up. Um, music icon, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. This guy, like he's like Mr. Brooklyn guy. Meanwhile, let me tell you, everybody, he lives in some house in Wilston Park with his parents. Albert Strong. Full of shit. The accomplished author, artist, and an entrepreneur, Paul Stanley, will be the speaker at the 2018 commencement ceremony. You know, there's like... 
people who think they're this? funny and people John, aren't funny. John. May 12th. For more than 40 years, Paul Stanley has been considered. Anybody ever say, no. like, hey, you know that Tommy Rock? Oh, you know Tommy Rock? So they go, yeah. They oh, go, you mean the broadcaster? That guy's yeah, hilarious. The newsman? The broadcaster. No, I wanted, to, I, wanted put, I wanted to have him in a physical space and oh. give him my arms. Why don't you do a whip it and shut up? One of the most recognizable front men in history, according to a statement put out by Wesley College. Quote, although preferring to live his life offstage, uh, out of the limelight. Uh, the Spangled uh, Frontman continues to be the chief uh, songwriter and driving force. Man, I miss Kenny Aronoff, man. That guy was good. Yeah, that guy was good. As well as an yeah, unwavering yeah, voice for the, the band Kiss. Tommy according is to listening the statement, to this and quote, he's crying. Mr. Stanley's a visionary transgender, no, sorry, <laughs> trendsetter since the early 1970s. In addition to being one of the founding members of the biggest musical act in history and overseeing Kiss's worldwide brand of more than 2,000 licensees. Hey, Ryan, you got a game for us? I got a game. He's, uh, he is an accomplished what? solo artist spanning the musical landscape for rock and roll. Is that my Chinese neighbor? Uh, the statement went on to credit the frontman as, quote, yes. Yes. a renowned stage actor playing the lead role of the, of the Phantom in the Phantom of the Opera during its final historic six-month run in Toronto. I am the Phantom And author of the, of the best-selling autobiography, Face the Music, A Life Exposed. And an entrepreneur and partner in one of the nation's... Yo, Affleck, you were the bomb in Phantoms, yo. Can we just agree that the news works better when Tommy is here live? Ryan, what's his game? Fastest growing restaurant chains, Rock and Brews. The statement concluded, Paul has entertained, inspired, and helped better the lives of millions of people around the world, said Wesley President Robert E. Clark II. I have known Paul for over three decades. I, and I am excited for our college and community to be able to have the opportunity to meet Thanks here. for playing wow. another edition of like The Ryan Game. And finally, uh, the story from the barrage in Queens, New York. It's time to play The Ryan Game, where we expose these smartasses for the dumbasses they really are. Here's your host, Ryan Collison. So, let's but, move on with so, the game. What's that, Matt Sweeney? So, if I may add to the news. Yes. So, so here's another news story, that, and, and, and this is Tommy Rockstar's news. Happy Matt. It's <laughs> <laughs> Matt Sweeney of Chavez, everybody. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for trying, Tommy. Don't worry, we love you. All right, Ryan, what's in the game? Come on, Ryan, take it away. Let's do it, yeah. Listen, some things yeah! work and some things don't. God, easy, stop easy, easy, easy. Josh, Pete, Pete showed up here, it's drunk. It's not Pete. <laughs> It's Josh? <laughs> Who do I have to kick the fuck Who's out of here? The girl he keeps getting here. blamed for everything. Yelling. Listen, man, everyone's <laughs> fucking excited about <laughs> Kenny Aronoff. I get it, Who's but calm down. No, no, no. Pat, who's the girl that came here that got really I'm shutting up? Everyone's mic except me and Ryan and Pat. What's her name? What's your name? The girl, the guest who was here who was yelling and we... What's her so name? Tonight is... Little girl. Come on. Oh, I don't know. I wasn't here that night. Ryan, what's in the game? Hey, let's play, let's play game. a numbers Josh, game. Josh is pulling one of them. Stop Why it, Josh. Keep I'm talking? watching you. I don't know. Stop it. What's going on? It's really weird. So, Ryan, what's in the game? Turn everyone's very strange up. night tonight. You'd think you guys were playing with Jerry Lee Lewis? <laughs> you think you'd be playing drums for and Jerry now, Lee Lewis? From a what's up, Ryan? Every week, let's play a numbers game. Ryan comes up with a game for us. We have no idea what it's going to be. Let's we'll play a quick one tonight. We only got 20 minutes. Yeah. I got, I got, I got Plenty of like time. Introduce, my Ubers here. <laughs> I'd like to introduce my, uh, my scorekeeper, Mario. Who is playing out those bars? Was it Kojak? Yeah. <laughs> Bullshit. Bullshit. 
All right, Ryan. Sorry. Let's go. All right. So. Every no, you're not on because it's Ryan's game, and you guys won't shut the fuck up, so everyone's up. You guys are out of control. You're out of control. <laughs> Josh. All right. So I'll put a Josh on. <laughs> That's it. Just Josh. Come back, Josh. Come what? back. Oh. <laughs> Just Josh is on. No, I, I was Mario P. I, I've ruined everything. You didn't ruin anything. Me. We're having fun. It was no, what an exciting night. I don't want to blame Peter. I really <laughs> yeah. don't. Uh, you better not. That's not. Yeah. No. doing in the corner. He's, he's, no, I'm. He's, yeah. he's doing great. You know, usually this show is a it's well oiled machine. I'm the only machine. one with the fucking <laughs> <laughs> shoulders right, right now. We're I'm all back. We're sorry, I'm not John. trying to do that. Fuck. We're sorry. Shut the okay. fuck up and let Ryan do the game. <laughs> I'm keeping score. I'm ready. It's not all about you. You can go home and drink. I just want to tell you, I can see everything because I'm in Tommy Rock's life. Nobody cares. Shut up, Ryan. What's it? Pete is not yelling. So I'm going to ask a question, Mario. This is how it works. I'm going to ask a question. And the question is, the answer is always going to be a number. However, everybody's going to get a crack at answering the question. And whoever's the closest, I, no price I is know. right rules. That's whoever's right. the closest mm. no I, I like wins. Okay. If you I get it. This, yeah. yeah, you yeah, know this one, right? And if you part. get the number right away. Let's do it. So you can go over and still hit it. You win immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Time to play the round game, everybody. No price is right rules. No price is right. Cl- closest wins. So you can no go over. Right. Yeah, you can oh, go over yes. and still win. This is the Ryan game. Right, let's go. <laughs> That's my theme song. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Pete, if I, you don't I show up, this is your last day. Oh, kiss my ass, man. I, I flew so far <laughs> you know it, to man. win the Ryan game. I wouldn't listen to the show when I'm on it. Josh, you ready, Josh? On, on not, the website, <laughs> RottenTomatoes.com. Oh, I know this website, yeah. Wait, Shut what up. is the rating that Super Troopers... Received. Ooh. Let's start with our guest. One or two. Josh. Yeah. Josh, no, what do you percentage. think the rating of percentage. on Rotten Tomatoes? From, to 100. from 0% Hold. to 100%. Everyone? Mario, I'm going to turn you off. You don't shut the fuck up. Mario, Ryan can do it by it's, himself. We don't need your input. 36%. Oh. 36. Josh takes this one immediately. I was so close. I was going to say 36. 36. Did he hit it on right? the nose? Oh! Right on the nose. Wow! Because you stole it. Holy! I came to win, motherfuckers. Fucking shit! Right on the nose? That's it. He got it immediately. Right. Hundred dollars. Because you stole it. Wow, Josh. How how did you know that? I didn't. Was was that a wild? I was gonna say thirty. Four. What, the first right. one? I would have said 87. I, first one scored really low, too. Uh, wow. Excellent job, Josh. I did not, I, yeah, that was a wild guess. Two points. points. Yeah. Right out of the gate. Oh, Pat, Pat, I'm going to have you go first. This okay. Time. All right. Uh, Jesus Christ, Josh Davis. Of, if I had a high five. We'll go clockwise. The blockbuster hit. Yes. Infinity War uh-huh. Avengers. Uh-huh. <laughs> what did that get on Rotten Tomatoes? Jeez, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> oh, gee, I don't know, bitch. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to have to go for uh, uh, is it a, 62. 62%. Yeah, Good right. guess. Is it bad? I know the John. Pornhub stats more. Um, This is the new movie? This yeah, this is just just came out today. Uh, I'll go, uh, uh, you know, I'm pretty close to Pat. I'll say uh, 61. 61. Pat said 62? Yeah, that's correct. 61, 62. Mario? God Enjoy that free pass, ass wife. Hey. I'll, I'll wait. It's your turn, right? Motherfucker. You're right. I'm so I'm fucking stupid. Air. I need a mic. You're on the air. You're, You're on the air. air. We can hear you. You're wrong. My 91. My oh, God. I want to fight you. So 91. Bad. I'm out of here. Pete. <laughs> what? The new one? Yeah. yeah. Everyone I've, I've known who saw the new one loves it. I'm, I'll go 89. 89. Let's go while we're young. Josh. 41%. 41%. You don't think it did well. 41. Uh, we got to give it to 
Pete. Thank the you. The answer was fuck Pete. Five percent. Eighty-five percent. I heard the movie sucked. I heard it was two and a half hours long. That's what I heard. Infinity Bore. Yeah, I don't yeah. like any of them, but everyone. I, I heard I've seen them. way too many. I of these like super a couple like Infinity and Length. Ew. I saw Ragnarok, and I loved the, the Hulk. What's that? Ragnarok. 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 I love oh, the Hulk in it. He made it me was, cry. Ragnarok was fantastic. The Hulk made me cry. I love Ragnarok. It was great. I saw the human side of him. Right. Did you guys ever like have a job or anything? Who's Hulk? Ragnarok. Ragnarok. I, gotta I go to work every day. Watching movies. One more of these. Idiots. We'll stay with this. John, Black Panther. Ooh. What did Rotten Tomatoes give that one? 87. 87. Mario. 98. 98. Pete. Mm. What was that? 81. 81. Josh. 79. 79. Pat. Well, good dead year. Uh, 89? 89. Yeah, that's right. The correct answer is... 96. Oh, oh the guilt came in heavy on that. <laughs> I know, because I looked Ooh, it up. I, why you didn't want to say that movie? Yeah. Why is this Ryan getting up based on skills? 98. Damn, 98? That's impossible. Hey, man, no. look up Heat. Heat is better than that <laughs> shit. I, I Dude, know Copland. Is I hated Heat. Black you hated Heat. It's yeah. one of the best movies that ever happened. Copland, so really? You're ridiculous. Somebody give me weed. What is this? <laughs> no, he, he, he's he, like he, I hate it. He was so up. contrived. I don't know. It holds up. Rules. Watch it again. It holds up. That yes. Watch it again yeah. and again and again. Listen, Ryan, you got any more I, questions I, I in there, Karen? Fucking... Black Panther's better than yeah, Heat. What world am I in? Oh, that's so white guilt. It's so good. Uh, I, I guess I give it a ninety-four. Yeah. Give fuck me, you, Ryan. The best. Give me a skill game. All I know is I have my Cyclones tickets for Black Panther. I don't. I don't want to guess what. Critics guessed for what they liked. Well, that's They're the game. So well, they, have, go back to <laughs> they have the audience score, too. All right. Josh, 20 f- seconds or less. Name as many. Uh, I don't want to do a radio show in my garage. <laughs> but name as many Canadian beers as you can. Go. A hams? Is that Canadian? That's Chicago, isn't it? Is that Canadian? Midwest? Uh, isn't that what you like? Canadian beers? Go. Think <laughs> 10 seconds. Think Canada. Canada, motherfucker. Say Molson for God's sake. Molson. Yeah, up, Mario. Don't have, have one. He's a no, guest. You're right. The fuck up. Moosey. Y'all don't know. This is, this is hard. It, oh. So we go to Mario. The pressure Mario. is hard. Yes. In in what year? Labat, you fucking. Whoa! Pup. What year did Marlon Brando win the Best Actor <laughs> Academy Award? That was for, for the God the, for oh, the I Godfather. Not and, for On the Waterfront. For the Godfather. Godfather was, uh, I was 12, 1974. Pete, 1977. Josh, 76. I'm sorry, Ryan. I don't know what the question is. Lucy, Lucy, it's 7.5. Listen, the whole reason I showed up on the show was to win the Ryan Did you repeat the question? Uh, What year did Marlon Brando win Best Actor for The Godfather? Lucy. Uh, 76. Yeah. John, what do I want to answer? <laughs> Canadian beers, Molson XXX, Moosey, Moosey Labatt, Moose Piss Ale. Dan Hanky. No, seriously, what's the question? Because I was laughing <laughs> at Pat. When did Matthew GF1 Marone. win the Oscar? <laughs> what's the question? Oh, what year yeah, did Marlon Brando like... win Best Actor? Oh, 1976. For The Godfather. When did one win? 1978. The correct answer is 1973. Oh. Whoa! 
No one had that. One year off. Mario said. No one had that. Tonight I'll be giving oxycodone. My uncle Vinny took me to that movie. Tenth caller. That's Italian. Hey. I what the switch on here. I'd kill one of you for an oxy right now. <laughs> what? <laughs> Mario has I, I don't yeah. carry. I have a headache and I'm annoyed. Oh, God. You're all I'm... going down. No. <laughs> for my relief. I came all the way from Milwaukee to win the Ryan game. Meet me at the new heroin house they're open. I'm going to come back from Wisconsin. We need a Fundable. I'm going in. You got one joggle. Listen, guys, we're never going to get done unless you let <laughs> Ryan do the game. Stay We never got to the point where the actual Ryan game got announced at this point. Uh, Josh, I just tied you. You better watch out. When you go home, you could for what? scream and yell at the wall. Game for the lead. In your Murphy bed. We just hit Karen. The Ryan game hasn't even happened yet. We're playing it now. We didn't even start it. Kenny's too busy boning his hot <laughs> English two wife. To, two to one. Oh, man. Pete had a troll. Bottom, uh, bottom of the, the fifth. Oh, in how are the Mets? Bottom of the I'm fifth. The only one. One nothing Mets. Damn, I'm the only just... one with any sense right now. Yes. Right. No, I saw one. Ryan, from my fatherland. Bowl. Go ahead, Ryan. <laughs> Next question, please. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, you go first. What do you got? <laughs> what do you, right, Mary, you went Josh, first last man. time, right? Yes, I did. That's right. Yeah, I'm up. What year did uh, <laughs> look at you? <laughs> what year did Allison Janney win for best uh, supporting actress? Allison Janney. Who? Allison Janney. Allison Janney. Janney. I got it. I know what it is. Twenty seven. Stereo fucking city. The <laughs> same pizza shack. Can I tell? Can I tell you guys that? Uh, this show is the only reason they get the uh, Cars for Kids jokes on John Oliver. Also, <laughs> <laughs> that. Year is 2017. <laughs> Next question. He got it. Yeah. I got it too. 2017. Yep. Pete got it. He got it right out of the gate. Yeah, all right. Come on. I told None of us get another chance. Pete right takes now. the lead. Three I knew points. the answer. Pete yeah. takes the lead. All right. Pete takes the lead. He's a fucking one shut up. He's annoying as hell. He hasn't <laughs> said a word. It's all Josh. I, I'm a tiny seat. Mario. It's I can see clearly now. That's I'm a tiny seat. That's the joke. Next I can question. see clearly I came here from Milwaukee to monitor you. I came here from Boss Man Neutron to monitor you, Mario. Don't forget to stick around for the tuna fish can show. <laughs> right after this show. Immediately Listen. following. It's immediately following. Immediately following. It's not as bad What's as What's tonight's theme? Mike not, Francesca. It's not as bad as it sounds. <laughs> it looks great. Man on, man on first and second, one out. All right. Nice. What's the question, Ryan? In what year <laughs> did the Soviet <laughs> Union launch Sputnik? 1985. Pat. 69. John. 72. Mario. Wait, wait, wait. Shut up. Just no, answer the question. Stop answers. being a dick. I'm writing down your answers. Don't worry about it. We know. All right. That happened when I was a child. Sputnik was the great space race. Great it space coaster. Wrap it up. Here we go. It was it up. Like, you just can't died. answer. Cut it. What'd you it say? 12. It was 70. It was 74 again. 74. What? Sputnik? Sputnik. Yeah. Sputnik. Yeah. No. 68. What'd you say? 68. You're the closest. It's 57. Oh! No way. I was so out of it. What was I thinking? My mom was a kid. What the fuck is this shit? The fuck? Pete, you're taking a commanding lead. I know. Woo. Josh, you gonna stand for this? What year? I'm fine. Who I didn't it? know it was that. Oh, it's Pat. So much. It's Pat this time. What I year did? Turned... What year did O.J. Simpson murder trial conclude? <laughs> 1994. Nope. 96. Was that Pat? It's Pat's turn. Pat. Yeah. I, I don't know. John's speaking for me. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like a free for all here to me. No, Who's got you? weed? <laughs> Not me, son. Four twenty. I'm, I'm gonna go for ninety nine. Ninety nine. 
John. What year did he get acquitted? Weirder he got acquitted? That's bullshit. Find a uh, uh, 1996. Mario. I'll settle in at 98. <laughs> Pete. This is quite the tenses. 95. 95's oh. the right answer. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I got 96. You didn't oh, even get a row to me. Ryan. 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 You're one off. Holy mackerel. You're going to do me. it, right? It's you no were the last year. That I, round, I, I was going to say 95. Yeah, yeah. No, but no one asked me. They never, oh got, never got to you. No. This Pete is, stole it from you. Yeah, once Pete hits it, I guess we're all out. There's no catching up. stole it from me. God damn it, Ryan! I'm trying to play the Ryan game proper. Yeah. I really want to play it. You're doing good. You're doing good. <sighs> yeah, this this Ryan game is bullshit. This is this is you don't have a structure. You don't have a point. No, it has nothing to do with the what game. Because <laughs> <laughs> you stole it from me. John, what year did uh, Jackie Robinson break into the majors? Oh, oh that is Ooh. 1959. Ooh. Mario. Ah, uh, shit. I should know this. It is. You should, but you vote 52. For... Pete's going to fucking spike it. 1950. Oh. oh. <laughs> God. oh. I'm going with 58. Ooh. 56. It was post war. No, yes, it is post war. Base in front of him. Oh. That's, that is correct. The answer is 19. Mike and Yonkers. What's up, Mike? 47. Oh. oh. Pete wins again? I was going to say 45. Yes. No one went under 50. Oh I my win. God. Yeah. I'm myself. Hi. I'm going two in a row. Why did I get some memory stick is overloading? Damn it. Damn it. Jesus. How many more you want? Are you guys getting tired of this? I or? want as many more I, as I, to I, beat uh, Pete, who's a drunken uh, reaper. I, I, I want some kind of structure. Nobody's going to beat Pete. I really want to win. You're not going to beat Pete. Come on. Give Josh a chance. I really want to win. All right. All right. We're going to get you. We're going to get you one. Give Josh another chance. Give Josh another chance. Fun the bowl. To live and let die. We can combine our scores versus Pete. Man, I got to really look for that one. Fun the bowl. Fun the bowl. What year? All right. This is Mario. What Other year did Playboy time. magazine debut? Oh, that's good. That's tough. Uh, 59. Well, that's tough. Crumb crisp coating. <laughs> 54. We know a fjord. <laughs> I can't find it. Fish sticks. We know. So, I'm sorry. I was 54. You say 54. 54. And Pete, what'd you say? 1950. 50? Pat. Oh, um, I don't know. 56. And John. What's the question? What year did Playboy <laughs> magazine no, wait, 60. debut? Uh, 1952. I think, uh, do we got a tie? Who said 54? I did. And you said 52. Yes. That's a tie. It's 53. 53. Oh, I know I was close. All right. We All know right. a fjord outside of. <laughs> we know a small farm in Lincolnshire, Nebraska. This, this is, is a lot of crap. Where Mrs. Buckley You know that, don't you? This so is I a lot of shit. You when know. I played I with Ben in camp, I said not since 53. <laughs> this is an instant win. Uh, uh, if right. you get this, right. it's an instant All right. win. All right. All right. This is called the John Clause. <laughs> I'm looking for a tiebreaker here. <laughs> In what year did Michelangelo complete Michelangelo. the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel? Oh, Johnny. Why are you asking me? I'm. I wanted you to go first. I got nothing. I'm thinking. Right. So, this one actually. 1661. 1547. Well, we're out of order, but it's okay. That can't be your answer. <laughs> <laughs> Fort, uh, I don't 14, care about 
1690. We know if you're You're the man. Uh, you got what? this 15. Question mark, question mark, what was that again? 15 12. Yeah. Oh, you're on the board, my friend. We knew a fjord where a widow we <laughs> farms her frozen peas. <laughs> Filled with country goodness. Uh, who are you, anyway? <laughs> I take direction from one person on the protest. <laughs> My I'm not used to having more than one person in there. <laughs> my one, one more, more word, word from you, yes, and you go. Oh, yes, always. Can I speak uh, to Mrs. I'm Rogers, past please? That. <laughs> What's a gunk? A gunk from outside. You might explain. A that. noise from outside. <laughs> yes, Mario. Uh, can we combine our team scores no. and no. first Pete? Because no. Pete has got no. seven. And the closest right now is Josh with four. <laughs> I want to go home because all my stuff is there. I, I want to go to, go to Pat's house because that's where Let's my stuff is. Let's go home where our beds and TV is. I want to give you my points, Josh. I'm giving what? you two points. Okay. No, you can't. You have I'm six. Fine. <laughs> John, give him your point. It'll be a tie game. You Josh can have mine. I'm, I'm done. My whole, my, right. my, I want you two to verse each other. Ma- mainly the thing is that like my entire goal to be here was to win the Ryan game. Well, we're and I feel you. like you're giving it to me. No, no. You know, it was a tough game. It was a tough, weird game, man. It's a tie You never know. I really want a proper Ryan game. Yeah, you have to beat Pete. Call in next week. Yeah, let's do that in your own time. <laughs> oh, no, I'm here, Ryan. Listen, you lose, man. Beat, I'm right here. Beat Pete. Pete has seven. He, he rocks beat this game. Pete. Nothing is more important what? than the simple beat act of what? people getting it's together. time to beat oh. Pete. Son, what the fuck? Oh, oh, thank you, everybody. The French. Thank you, Tommy. Oh, thank you, Ken- Kenny Aronoff. Thank you, Mario. Thank you, Ryan. Why? Thank you, Pat. Thank you, Josh right. Davis. If I had a high five, hey. go buy their new album. It's just one more word. Not yet Coming recorded. soon. Coming soon, baby. And uh, DJ Buy our old Austin. records on Bandcamp. Right. If, in, in the meantime, while, if I had a high five, go on Bandcamp.com. In the meantime, while you're bored, you listen anyway? to uh, read DJ Hostetler's incredibly boring posts that just go on and on. That, like, yeah. We're all, we're all turned Jeez. down. We're yeah, all turned you, down. You, you, Pat? You got the Orson Welles thing playing in the background? Gone. That's right. Mind telling me no, but that? Uh, I just, the I one, one thing just bang, stood out bang, to me I'll that try. I'd never heard before, and he said, Is that clear? Is that clear? <laughs> <laughs> I've never said that to anybody in my entire life, and I think I may have clear? to appropriate that. <laughs> Is that clear? <laughs> Is that clear? Is that clear? You know what? Having been to your bar, I, I I think you might be able to use that. Is that clear? Are we going? You know what? The iPod, it stands. Is that clear? Josh Davis, thank you so much for being here, man. John Julian, yeah. thank you for having me. I couldn't uh, ask for anything better. I mean, I mean, we interviewed a libertarian, uh, crazy guy, and then uh, uh, fucking Kenny Aronoff, who was shot out of a cannon. Yeah, I still came in third place. You are. Yeah. <laughs> Sex and drugs and rock Josh and roll. James, everybody. Yeah. Oh, Josh thank you, my friends. You're a good egg. Thank you. He doesn't even like Brainiac. I don't like anything. Hey, I love Brainiac. Shut your fucking face. <laughs> thank you, everybody. Electro Shock for President. Thank you, Pete. Thank, thank you, buddy. Everyone. We'll see you next week. Uh, stick around for the Tuna Asshole Show. I love you, Tuna. Kiss my ass. Oh, who's got it like an We aren't even in the fields, you see. We're talking about him growing, and she's picked him. Yeah. <coughs> what? In July. I don't understand you, then. When must, what must be over for July? Uh, when we get out of that snowy field. When I was out, we were onto a can of peas, a big dish of peas, when I said in July. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, always. Yeah. I'm always past that. You are? Yes. Okay. Well, that's about where I say in July. Can you emphasize a bit in? In July. Why? That doesn't make any sense. Sorry. 
There's no known way of saying an English sentence in which you begin a sentence with in and emphasize it. Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July and I'll go down on you. That's just idiotic if you'll forgive me by saying so. That's just stupid. In July. I'd love to know how you emphasize in and in July. Impossible. Meaningless. I think all they were thinking about was that they didn't want to... He isn't thinking. Wilson, can we just do one last... Yeah. And it was my fault. I, should, I said in July. If you can leave every July... You didn't say it. He said it. Your friend. Every July. Come on, forever. How the minute got a dune a moomadine a No, you don't really. But that's the best uh, copy. It's in July. Of course it's every July. Too much directing. Norway. Fifth finger. It's full of, of, of things that are only correct because they're grammatical, but they're tough on the ear, you see. This is a very wearying one. It's unpleasant to read. Unrewarding. Because Findus frees the card at sea and then add a crumb crisp crumb crisp coating. Crumb crisp that's that's that's, a, uh, that's tough Findus crumb crisp coating. Uh, I think no, because of the way it's written, you need to break it up because it's not it's not as conversationally written. What? Take crumb out. Take crumb out. Good. Take crumb out. Here under protest is beef burgers. in the American Far West, where Charlie Briggs chops up the finest prairie-fed beef and tastes. This is a lot of shit. This is a lot of shit. You know that. You want one more? One more. More on <laughs> what? <beer? laughs> you missed the first beef, actually. When you missed it. What is it? In the depths of your ignorance. What is it you want? That's like he's wanting me to emphasize in before July. Come on, fellas. You're fellas, it doesn't... You lose your I wouldn't direct any living actor like this in Shakespeare. Well, you do this. It's impossible. Orson, you did six last year, and by far and away the best, and I know the, the reason. The right reading for this is the one I'm giving it. <laughs> the right reading is the one I'm giving it. Right now. Twenty times more for you people than any other commercial I've ever any made. Other such pests. Such pests. Such pests. Now, what is it you want? In, in the your depths, depths of, of your ignorance. ignorance. What, what is, is it you want? want? Whatever it is you want, well, no, I can't, I can't deliver because I just don't see it. I just don't see it. You see you next week, everybody.
Ten dollars to half. Ten dollars to half. Put it in the box. 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 Good night, everybody, and peace for peace.